1: Just that
2: one pair, because <laughs> they weighed twelve pounds. They did, and they wouldn't stay on my face. The old nose was like, Ehh. and they made me dizzy. Yeah, that was the worst part. I don't get glasses. Wear my glasses while I'm walking around because it'll make me dizzy. <laughs> then your prescription's probably off. No, I think I'm just not used to them. I can do it for a little bit. Yeah, I'm like slowly getting used to it. Yeah, it's just having something on my f- like I don't. Right, I haven't worn glasses since I was like six. Yeah, I just want to look cool. Yeah, just like some- I don't. I don't need to look. <laughs> I don't need to see. I just need to look cool. I need other people to look at me and go, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that meme that I sent you, that was like, there are two genders. The one that do not perceive me yeah. and, and the other one that's, I must be the most fuckable person in this grocery store. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, it's us. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> not me wildly oscillating between the two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't look at me unless i'm looking super hot in which case you better fucking look at me i'm screaming the entire way through the grocery store that's how people look at me
2: exactly yeah i don't have anything interesting to talk
1: about okay well i have a question okay do you have like a certain word that you just like it when it shows up in songs hmm. give me like an it? example i really like it when i really like it when songs use the word junkie Oh, Like, I don't even really care what it's about, what the song is about, but, like, somebody, like, not even necessarily about drugs. Like, there's a Counting Crows song where he says, he's talking about, like, a fair, and he says the Ferris wheel junkies.
2: Ah. I just like it. I don't know why. You should listen to more Alice in Chains, because there's one whole album that's basically just about doing heroin. why <laughs> I use the word
1: a lot. <laughs> heroin makes me very uncomfortable, actually. <laughs> so maybe pass, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. And, like, my friend Jessie in college, she said that, She really liked the word sunburn Hmm. when it shows up in songs.
2: That's cute. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like when people overuse the word tonight because it feels like a filler word and just, like, isn't important.
1: Yeah, that's funny because one of my friends said that she really liked the word tonight because it feels like it has, like, a lot of possibilities.
2: Hmm. No, it's just taking up space.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, is it just because you don't like Smashing Pumpkins?
2: That's part of it. <laughs> but it really does just fit, like, I don't know, if you pay attention to a lot of songs that use tonight, it's just, like, tacked on at the end yeah. of a lot of phrases. Yeah, that's so, fair. I don't know. I can, yeah, I can see how that would be. Like. I personally also don't like... Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk about what I don't like. Sure. This is Bucket Snake's Complaining Quarter. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just... There are so many things in the world that you could write a song about yeah and it kind of annoys me that like 95 percent of songs are love songs
1: yeah for sure i really like when there are songs that are about like the decemberists are really good about that where they're like this song is about how i'm bad at sports and it's embarrassing for me yeah (laughs) it's like yeah i love
2: that yeah all the songs that i have written none of them are love songs (laughs) (laughs) none
1: of them none of them i mean they're not like about being in love with a person i guess but they're about like being sad about i mean you have written songs that are like sad about being
2: out of love i mean i wrote one song that was kind of shitty about the person i was dating while we were dating well yeah (laughs) but i mean it's love related, but it's definitely not like i'm so in love and it's great yeah
1: i just got out of love and i'm very sad about it
2: yeah we were still dating when i wrote that song and i was like this song's (laughs) about you (laughs) (laughs) deal with it Oof! oh it's on the radio the local college radio Uh haha It's okay. No one well, knew. It's Except a me. great song. Thank you.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Where it's like, give me a song that's about like anything else. Yeah. Anything.
2: Yeah. Dumb shit. It's just hard to. I mean, there are obviously good songs about love, and it's fine. Yeah. But I just, yeah. it's just hard to have a new idea about that. You right. know, we've all we all know this. Right. We, we notice. It's, yeah. I know, but it's been said for sure
1: you know when you're in love and you feel like like no one has ever felt like this or whatever no
2: i'm too old to feel that way now i think
1: even if you know that other people have felt like it you're like it's still still exciting for me yeah
2: i suppose anyway uh, why do you
1: ask uh because i don't want to talk about this fucking movie oh okay <laughs> i'm just trying to distract <laughs> what else can we talk about
2: oh <laughs> ah, yes have you heard that there's a rover on mars now it's incredible there's some good pictures <laughs> from another planet yeah space, so far away from here and the problems we've created ourselves <laughs> for ourselves with march sadness yeah
1: yeah it's not related at all i just
2: oh okay i was wondering Oof. how you were gonna tie that in <laughs> yeah. well i'm bucket snake i'm meat wedge and we're here at replay rewind this month in the month of march mm-hmm. the saddest month
1: <laughs>
2: to um bring you down yeah, how y'all feeling out there? Are you sad enough yet?
1: Because it's about to get sadder. Because we are here today to talk about The Land Before Time. I mean, you knew it was coming, audience. Yeah. <laughs> you had to. You think, sad children's movies. Hmm.
2: Any person that I've mentioned hmm. to that we were doing a bunch of sad movies, everyone's like, oh, Land Before Time? No, oh, you mean... uh, Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Yes. I have this one on VHS, but I haven't been in an emotional yeah. <laughs> state
1: to be able to watch it. Oh, yeah. This is definitely one of those where I was like... I need to cry, so I'm gonna
2: watch The Lamb Before Time. Right. And, you know, the last year, I really haven't needed any encouragement to cry. No, I'm good. I got so. it. <laughs> there are enough things. I actually don't think that I've watched it since being a kid. I can't remember Yeah,
1: watching it as an adult. I have watched it one time as an adult. I mean, not recently, but in the past ten years or so, yeah. I would say. It is just as sad as you remember it being yeah i have watched it one time and successfully not cried oh in my life yeah and that was in the first grade
2: were you just dead on the inside then no <laughs> you're just <in laughs> it first was grade.
1: i was willing myself to not cause my teacher was like yeah we're gonna watch this movie and i was just like oh god because i'd already seen it a million times it was one yeah. of my favorites but yeah. i was just like oh no not at school not at school in front of all these people yeah so i was like i will not cry in front of my classmates and i didn't what was the point i don't know i think she was just like it was a kids movie she i think she was a little bit she was a little older and so her kid was a teenager by the time i was in the first grade and she had a couple things where she was just like yeah we'll do this and then she was like oh no she did you ever read the book i love you forever i don't think so it's just it's this mom writing about how she'll love her kid for forever no matter how big he gets like he'll always be her kid and it's you know it's really sweet yeah but she started reading it to us and she started crying and she couldn't get through it so she had to recruit another teacher and that teacher started crying and they had to grab somebody else (laughs) (laughs) and it's not very long so whoops that was really cute but yeah it was like i will not cry not here not in front of my friends yeah so i didn't but (sighs) woof I don't think
2: we ever... I hope we never watched it in school. (laughs) Because if we did, I cried in front of my (laughs) friends. Which would be very unlike a snake in a bucket. (laughs) To do such an act, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so let's see. What do I remember? (sighs) I remember... I mean, the basic plot, I think, is Littlefoot. His mom dies. Both parents,
1: just mom. His dad is just not, I don't think he's around. Okay, So it's just wow. him and his mom. Absent <laughs> yeah.
2: dino father. Right. Classic. <laughs> yeah. And his mom dies. Mm-hmm. And then he knows that his grandparents are out there, but they're far away.
1: Right? Yeah. Or he gets separated from them. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure they're like a whole big family at the beginning. Like his mom and grandparents, his grandparents. Yeah. yeah. Like they're but- all in a herd together. Yeah. Yeah. But then the T-Rex attacks and they get separated. Okay. The sharp tooth. Yeah. Sharp tooth. And I love that. Yeah. He's just like all alone.
2: I just, I was thinking about covering this movie the other day, just driving in my car. And I was just like, man, the way they spell Sarah in this movie, I've always really liked because mm-hmm. it's C-E-R-A. And yeah. I just, at 33 years old, was like, <laughs> oh, it's because she's a Sarah Triceratops. Yes. Like, I knew, but I didn't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so he has to make his way back to the rest of his family? No, they,
1: I think they've always talked about how they they were on their way to the Great Valley. Right, yeah. So I think he was just like, well, that's where I'll find them. Yeah,
2: the Great Hidden Valley Ranch.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so he starts heading that way and meets up with other abandoned children?
2: children that
1: were separated yeah. from their families yeah
2: yeah so it's Littlefoot, mm-hmm. ducky yeah petrie yeah sarah is there one more spike spike yeah 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 and
1: spike doesn't talk yeah <gasps> maybe you cannot talk yet <laughs> oh, so
2: yeah this is gonna hurt my feelings <laughs> yeah i it's can like feel it 60 minutes long and it's just
1: so much sad shit
2: i think i mentioned it before in another episode, but I loved this movie so much when I was a kid that I had a baby doll. Have I told you this? No. I had this baby doll and it was like I didn't even really like dolls as a kid. Yeah. But I've found out about this one that you could like customize mm-hmm. and you could get it with its name embroidered on it. Okay. Which I thought was really cool so I was like yeah, yeah I want one of those. Okay. And I named it Petrie. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you go without Petrie? <laughs>
2: which is already tearing up. Uh, oh, it's so
1: awful. And then Ducky, like, runs over and grabs him by his neck and is just, like, dragging him. They're like, you're alive. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. The part that I remember and used to quote all the time, too, was like, I smell. I smell. Ducky. <laughs> you smell me? Yes. <laughs>
1: I feel like oh. also it's like raining all the time. It's pretty wet because when they get to the Great Valley, it's just like there's like sunlight, right? And it's everything's finally beautiful, and you're like, yeah. oh great, like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty dark and wet. There's like a big scene where they like when they fight the sharp tooth that like there's like a lot of mud or tar. Yeah, maybe tar. Yeah, that sounds right. And it's just like terrifying. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah,
2: It's very scary. It's basically a different homeward bound brave little toaster like yeah must get to the place yeah rockadoodle yeah i mean they're all a perilous journey yeah occurs i guess that's just the 90s trend yeah we gotta get somewhere <laughs> we
1: don't know what the fuck we're doing <laughs> we we're go- too small yes they're so we're small. ill-equipped for this adventure oh uh, i don't spike doesn't have any parents he's just like born In an egg in the grass. And then he wakes up and he eats all the grass. And he's just like, whatever. He doesn't care. I think he meets relatives at the end. Yeah. But he's just kind of like along for the ride. Familiar. I just remember him like eating all that grass. He's Frank Wilker. With (laughs) Gustav. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The part that gets me the most. I mean, the whole thing is rough, you know, because you like see Littlefoot's mom die. And then she's like, I'll always be with you this is gonna make me cry and then uh at the end when he like they get close to the great valley and he sees her shadow and he's like chasing after it and he's like don't leave me
2: oh i forgot about and
1: then he like he like chases it through these rocks and stuff and then he sees the great valley and like everybody's there and then they play that fucking diana ross song at the end and it's just like why are you trying to destroy me i'm six years old (laughs) I was three the first time I watched Aww. this movie. It came out in 88. So it came out the first year that I was born. Yeah, But yeah, I my mom said that the first time I watched it, I just went behind the couch and just bawled my eyes out. <laughs> and then she said the next week, I was like, hey, can I watch that movie? She's like, no, <laughs> I'm the worst mom ever. Aww. And no, you may not watch that ever again. Yeah, uh. I feel like, damn, yeah,
2: fucking our generation's children's movies were just like preparing us yeah like every Your parents are gonna die every yeah every movie was sooner like, than you think yeah <laughs> every movie really was dealing with that
1: topic yeah. i feel like yeah that we've covered there's a lot of missing parents about loss in yeah and a lot of yeah parents that you watched die yeah in these movies Oof. great great foreshadowing universe both my parents
2: are dead thanks well do you feel prepared (laughs) i I felt fine it was fine (laughs) i was like ah i've seen beloved characters go through this
1: (sighs) i can handle it (laughs) i wonder if this movie like Babe, made a bunch of us vegetarians because of the way that they're just like happily chowing down on those plants yeah i mean it looks it makes you want to eat leaves
2: well and yeah they're all herbivores and it's true. Uh, I mean, it's just like yeah, and the bad guy is not so. That's star sharp tooth leaf.
1: Sure looks good because oh, he has like yeah. a yeah like a star shaped leaf that his mom gave him that he's like yeah. carrying for a long time, and then somebody steps on it at some point. And it's like yeah, I remember crushed. it being like
2: in a footprint. Yeah, but then he, they find a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's so many lines from this movie that got quoted throughout my household. Yeah, a lot.
2: Where do you think she kept the leaf? Did she have pockets? Yeah, Littlefoot's mom.
1: dinosaur pockets (laughs) precursor to the dog pocket (laughs) all animals have pockets they just don't show you oh
2: good (laughs) (laughs) what what things were quoted in your house
1: um the one the whole and i can't remember it exactly but my mom used to wake me up with that like thing that ducky says when she first meets spike where she's like hello I said, hello. <gasps> Maybe you cannot tuck it. So there's that, and then um, where they're trying to get food, but they can't reach it because it's mm. so tall, and they try to help Sarah, and she's like, oh, I can get my own green food. And like, she, like, charges it? Yeah, she's yeah. trying to headbutt it, and yeah. then they, like, toss her some leaves, and she's like, see, I don't need it, because she's I a little brat. that
2: now. Yeah. Yeah, she was a little brat. She was the brat character.
1: Yeah. so My mom used to be being snotty, and mom be like, oh, I can get my own food.
2: Well, this will be fun.
1: Yeah, it'll be a great time.
2: (laughs) I do think we're doing a good job of it getting progressively worse as we go.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) We nailed that. (laughs) You're welcome.
2: (laughs) Yep. Okay. Okay, all right. We can't
1: stall any longer. We must go.
2: We've done the thing that we are here to do, so let's go hurt our feelings.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye.
2: Well, that was a fucking tragic
1: story. <sighs> yep. <laughs> it is! It's... God, there's one thing after another, and... <sighs> it's not even just the plot,
2: it's like, the way it's colored, the way it's... Yeah. The soundtrack, the fucking backgrounds, the... Yeah, environment, the setting, the all of it. The trivia. Yes. Everything about this movie. It's just like... Tragic. Well. The IMDB summary is an orphaned brontosaurus teams up with other young dinosaurs in order to reunite with their families in a valley. Yep. That sounds simple, doesn't it? That sounds... Doesn't it sound pleasant?
1: No. I mean, it does say orphaned, so...
2: Well, maybe he didn't like his parents.
1: Also, I think he's an apatosaurus. (laughs) He is.
2: (laughs) There's So. so many things on the internet that are like, actually
1: um well did you know dinosaur? i know but we had so little like good knowledge of dinosaurs in the 90s oh, i feel yeah. like we were like yeah dinosaurs we know everything about them and then we just like went off on that aesthetic yeah jurassic park yeah you know dinosaurs i do think that this is i don't know that i've ever seen not that it's great to watch but i don't know that i've ever seen like loss mm. so well depicted like just how well
2: we can talk about that okay okay because they actually had child psychologists on the team, Diet. so that's why it, it is handled so well.
1: Great. Let's get into it. So the, this is, there is this is a science backed stabbing. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> why does it hurt so bad? Because we got science. Yeah. To make sure it would hurt. Well, to make sure it would hurt, but also that it wouldn't be damaging.
2: Like they they really intentionally were like worried that. I if feel they very didn't damaged handle it by this movie. A certain way. Personally. Yeah, but it would be, like, too much. It maybe it could have been worse. I'm sure you know. Yeah, I do. We'll talk about how it. How much they cut out that yeah. would have made it even worse.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. It opens great. Yeah. Beginning couple of minutes is like, oh, I am so stoked for this movie. You've never seen it?
2: Yeah. This is
1: going to be great. Yeah. Look at all these
2: dinosaurs. Fun and interesting and so. So pretty. The turtles, alligators. Mm hmm. It's very, uh, about evolution. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Which I feel like we've dealt with a lot. Yeah. With these kids' movies. it just come up more than I expected. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it also was, I guess, because we were talking about dinosaurs so much. And, you know, we were like, well, how did we get from there to here?
2: Well, we talked about it in We're Back. Yeah. We talked about it in Super Mario Bros. Yep. I think there was something else.
1: But, yeah, it's just weird that it
2: was such a hot topic. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel, like, less controversial then than it is now. Yeah. I'm surprised that I was allowed to watch a movie that
1: referenced evolution. <laughs> yeah, like, more than once. Yeah. yeah. Once you watch it once and you're like, oh, boy, this is, this leans pretty heavy on the science. On the science. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The narrator even explains, like, in the beginning when all this fun stuff is going on, that before all the animals, there were dinosaurs, and that herbivores and carnivores, meat eaters
1: and leaf eaters. Mm-hmm meat eaters ate the leaf eaters talking about their flat teeth and stuff yeah that's like just straight up science yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so then he explains that the leaves are all dying out he doesn't explain why he just says you know all the leaves are dying and so the leaf I think eaters it's because
2: of all
1: of the pollution that the dinosaurs were creating yeah with the big fossil business. fuels <laughs> Dri- driving around in their cars they're
2: fo- fossil farts
1: <laughs> the
2: methane in the air yeah yeah, definitely. They were destroying the earth. Yeah, they should have biked to work. <laughs> I just am I'm imagining a brontosaurus on a bicycle, and it's great. <laughs> I'd have to be so big. <laughs> no, it's a tiny bike. <laughs> That's, That's what I was thinking. It's a regular sized bicycle. Yeah. Maybe a <laughs> unicycle would work better since they don't have hands.
1: They could use their, their tail steer. for balance.
2: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it would be very cute. Anyway, if they had ridden unicycles, maybe this wouldn't be happening. Maybe but, um, we wouldn't. Is be. all I'm saying.
1: It's their fault. Way to victim blame the dinosaurs. If you're out there and you're listening and you can draw, will you please draw me a brontosaurus on a bicycle or a unicycle? I don't care. Whichever one. A cycle. Logistically, <laughs> you can.
2: <laughs> Two unicycles. <laughs> <laughs> that could work too. Yeah. Anyway, the leaves are dying out.
1: Yeah, so they all have to go find leaves so all the herds are moving but they're heading to the great valley but they know it's going to be dangerous because obviously the meat eaters are following the leaf eaters because all of their food is on the move there it goes
2: yeah they're the leaf eaters are looking for food meat eaters are looking for food yeah everybody hungry
1: so it's not really inherently more dangerous than it was yeah <laughs> except for that they have to like stop and try and have their babies
2: yeah and still find must food be on the way
1: crazy because it's not like
2: yeah, because they lay eggs. Yeah,
1: and then they have to hang out with the eggs. probably takes, so I don't know, the
2: Why can't egg period the egg? of a with dinosaur.
1: You... In what? <laughs> a tote?
2: You are the one who said that animals always have pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did <laughs> I wish everyone could see how incredulous I look.
1: <laughs> you, you told said, me. Use it. Rewind the tape back. You said <laughs> every animal has pockets. <laughs> You're right. I did say that and i regret it <laughs> as you should
2: all right so anyway they're heading to hidden valley ranch
1: and <laughs> that's it you get one you get to make that joke one time
2: <laughs> and we see yeah that they have all paused to
1: mm-hmm.
2: hatch their eggs yeah and the first one that we see
1: is ducky Aww. it's so cute cuz it's like she's just kicking her way out of that shell and then running around with the egg still on her head she mm-hmm. don't care no She's like, her head pops out, but her butt's still in the egg. Yeah. That's what it is. So she's like, "Whatever, this is good enough. I can see. I can move. I'm going. <laughs> I'm not concerned." Yeah. So she's running around. She like lands on this very squeaky little animal that I'm like, "That Does it look like that it, has fur." Yeah, it looks a little a little mammaly. Looks a little mammalian to me. <laughs> That's okay. I was just like, we just said biology class. There weren't any mammals." Narrator, <laughs> what the hell is that? Get it
2: together. But we immediately also see that there's like this snapping turtle looking thing that tries to eat Ducky.
1: Yeah. Because the narrator explains some of them, it seems, were born without fear. And we see Ducky running around chasing this thing and nearly gets her head bitten right off. And her mom like snatches her by her tail out of its mouth right at the last second. And then we meet Sarah. (laughs) I just saw your note. (laughs) 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 We meet Michael Sarah. (laughs) It's spelled the same. It is spelled the same. (laughs) So again, we've got this dinosaur still stuck in its egg. Her legs are all out. And that's the only part that we can see. And yet she's still running headlong into things, headbutting them. It's the first thing that a Triceratops learns. She's tough. Headbutt. Yes. So they have that in common.
2: But yeah, I think that this part is really, I mean, it's just showing that like life goes on, but continues to be
1: dangerous. You know, like
2: immediately after birth, you are in danger of dying. Right. There is no rest. No. For a dino.
1: Nope. So then we move on to the long neck
2: family and they only have one egg. I just, I don't know why I just imagine like the front door of a quaint little <laughs> ranch home with like the, long the, neck. the little plaque on their front door. <laughs> Welcome to the long neck family's home. Yeah. They send out a Christmas card. Just their heads poking out Love the windows the like, neck. fucking small in here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was just imagining this Christmas card and it's just like their shoulders and their necks, but not their heads or bodies because they don't fit in the frame. <laughs> Cause otherwise it would have to be really far away. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs>
2: Photographer oh. is the next town over. Right.
1: <laughs> All right, a little scoot in a little bit. Act like you love each other. Say leaves.
2: <laughs> oh my god. We're laughing to get through it. Yep.
1: Fine. we're fine <sighs> yeah and so the narrator explains that this family of long necks they only have one egg and he is the last hope for their species which uh
2: how's he gonna well i think the make another... he's the last
1: hope for th- for their herd which is just the four of them okay so species. But there are, strong she word. explains yeah she explains that he might say it's, he's the last hope for their herd oh yeah she explains that
2: there will be other long necks in the great valley okay, yes yeah
1: so their species will be fine, as long as they c- get there.
2: Carry on, the long neck name.
1: Yes, littlefoot long neck. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. What
2: do you think his middle name is? <laughs> Leopold. <laughs> oh. I was going to say Dale, but that works too. <laughs> littlefoot Dale Longneck. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh. Family name. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is father's name. We're not gonna make it are
1: we we're not gonna get through it we're not gonna make it yeah so he tries kicking it himself out of that egg but it is stretchy it's yes, <laughs> like it is whoop <laughs> yeah it's not very alien baby no give but Trying then you know he is finally well no he's not even born yet because some ugly little shit dinosaur runs mm-hmm. in and snatches it and runs off with it because yep. that's where the narrator's explaining like this dinosaur has to be born mm-hmm. and live
2: yeah and he like the egg like rolls away and down the skeleton yeah. river waterfall <laughs>
1: so much happens and it doesn't hatch and then finally it starts to crack and then finally like
2: yeah whoop. Littlefoot's mom reaches down and is like okay
1: yeah because i mean it went like two miles but she that's <laughs> basically so from her long. tail to her neck so she's like it's still right there I'm i not, can
2: still see it I'm not pressed As it's rolling away she's like yep.
1: i took one step and there i was it's fine <laughs> it took me 10 minutes to take that step but Aww. i took it
2: but yes out pops Littlefoot. Littlefoot, dale long neck <laughs> there he is welcome he is to the world immediately afraid of his mother well she's huge
1: yeah but only for a second yeah and then he's like oh wait that's my mom
2: and then he licks her little face.
1: yeah And i playing the song oh that song i mean i i obviously would have cried but i think i would have cried slightly less yeah if that song didn't kick on every five minutes to be <laughs> like hey are you crying yet hey don't forget Do you want to cry
2: uh thank god though phil collins didn't do the <sighs> soundtrack or i would not have made it no to say drums all the time
1: (laughs) i don't know it might have been peppier (laughs) it would have gone harder but it wouldn't have been so like heart rendering yeah rending rending wrenching it doesn't matter moving on
2: heart destroying yeah but yeah he he hatches he kisses his mom yeah and then all these little tiny dinos like come up and they're like
1: oh look so his mother like oh and she's like they all want to meet you and he's like oh god he kind of he's runs away yes. and then he, like runs up to them and then he runs away again so it's just they just have this tiny little family it's just Littlefoot and his mom and his grandparents yes who don't speak at all no during the movie they just kind of chuckle sometimes
2: yes actually there is not a person credited for grandmother Longneck nope because why no would one... you
1: there's nobody there's just nobody there yeah <laughs> so then Littlefoot's mom picks him up. And sets him down on her back. He like cuddles into her skin, which is... I
2: want to take a nap like that. It looks so comfy. It does look
1: comfy. I don't think it's possible.
2: Maybe, I don't know how don't squishy. Know.
1: How much give does a apatosaurus skin have?
2: I mean, I've never seen one. I've... <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> I had to think about it. I mean, if I could get down real small, if I could shrink myself, yeah, I could take a nap like this in my dog's.
1: Oh, for sure. Fat rolls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it'd be so cozy. It's like cuddle in there. Yeah. So, the narrator says, This line just killed me. Uh, he's talking about Littlefoot's family, and he says, He knew them by sight, by scent, and by their love. He knew they would be together always. Well, the what?
2: narrator knows that that's not even true. <sighs> he's saying it just.
1: They're together in their hearts.
2: <sighs> Fuck the narrator.
1: No. So, then some time passes, and Littlefoot is a little bit bigger. He's talking now, medium foot. And complaining. That there's not enough food to eat. Yeah, because he's growing. Yeah. He's, he's food. chewing on some sticks. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to make the best of it, but he's yeah. like, no, I'm still hungry. And she's like, what do you want? You're two feet tall. Look at me. <laughs> I think I'm not You're hungry. hungry. I'm going to eat you. Right? If I had the right teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so she explains, you know, we're going to the Great Valley and there's going to be so much more, more leaves there than you could ever hope to eat and more cool, clear water there than you could ever hope to drink. And Look. I found this tree star. And she reaches way the hell up there and picks it and <laughs> hands it to him. And she's like, This will make you grow strong. And when we get to the Great Valley, it'll be full of tree stars. Just like this one. Just all over the place.
2: Yeah, it's the greatest place on earth, the Promised Land. <sighs> I'm crying again. <laughs> <laughs> the song is playing again. Yep. His grandparents only chuckling in the background. <laughs> Great Valley <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: And so Littlefoot's like, how do we get there? And she's like, well, what does she call it? The Great... Because she doesn't say the Great Circle, because that's the Great Circle of Life.
2: She basically says, we got to go west. Yeah. She
1: says, we have to follow the sun, the bright star in the sky, or whatever she calls it, will pass over our head many times, and we have to follow it to where it touches the ground. Yes. So she's saying, we got to go west. Young man. (laughs) Exactly. And so that's establishing already, because she gives them kind of clues how to get there a couple times in the movie, which is very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But Littlefoot says, have you ever actually seen the Great Valley? And she says, no. <laughs> she says, well, and how do you know that it's there? She says, some things you see with your eyes, others you see with your heart. And I love this scene because, one, I could hear it before she said no. I could hear it in my head the way she says it. Where yeah. she's like, has to concede that no, she's never actually seen it. Yeah. But also the way that it takes her 10 goddamn minutes. To whip her head around. To pull her head around to where her son is. <laughs> I wish there was like creaking door noise. Because <laughs> she's so long. No. <laughs> and he just says, "I don't, I don't understand." But she's like, "You'll get it. You'll understand it someday. That you know, some things you just have to believe." So yeah. Basically, she's like, "Cause you gotta have faith." Right. In this, in this scene though, I was like, you know, I've never looked at Littlefoot's feet before. Mm-hmm. They're kind of big compared to his body he's like he's
2: like a baby great dane yeah all the he's got giant feet appendages are big right yeah
1: but also you're gonna christen this he's got little feet now but forever yeah he's gonna grow up and be called littlefoot littlefoot dale yeah (laughs) he'll go by dale when he gets bigger
2: (laughs) i mean what are they gonna change it to bigfoot oh i think it's taken well well, it wasn't
1: yet (laughs) well that's true. (laughs) to be fair he would have had it first
2: (laughs) i am the bigfoot here (laughs) a small hairy man
1: but yeah so after this heartfelt explanation of Mm. where they're going and yeah you know she george michaels for a little bit then littlefoot hears some giggling and he's like oh what is that and he wanders off to go explore it and we see we see sarah who's chasing after a bug and smashing into a bunch of rocks with her head she's not very good at it. what she does well no but you know she's not that old
2: yeah and littlefoot's excited to see a dinosaur that's his age right because
1: he's just (laughs) these old guys yeah he doesn't have brothers and sisters he's never seen another other than all those itty bitty dinosaurs when he was first born like yeah you know we kind of get the impression he he doesn't have yeah siblings to play with so he's very excited to see her so then sarah is trying to sneak up on this bug but it just inks her right in the face which is hilarious it is funny and littlefoot Littlefoot agrees rightfully thinks that it's funny but sarah is pissed off
2: so then they're gonna have to fight yep but sarah's dad pops in and is like no yep three horns never play with long necks nope
1: and so sarah immediately internalizes this speciesism. yeah thanks dad and says yeah three horns never play with long necks she probably never even heard the word long neck before but she was like fuck you well she i mean we know that littlefoot hasn't right Yeah, because he wanders back off to his mom actually the parents pick up their respective children take them off and the way that he says mom what's a long neck because <laughs> like, they said it you know sarah's dad says it so derisively that yeah. he's just like what is that you know right, why? Yeah. what what the hell and she says well that's what we are and he's like why can't i play with that three horn we were having fun
2: well we all keep to our own kind the three horns the spike tails the swimmers and the flyers hmm what an
1: interesting list
2: huh i wonder if That means something. No. Going forward. not gonna
1: come up again. Don't worry about it. Anyway, it doesn't matter because you'll never see any of them. There will be plenty of other Brontosaurus, Apatosaurus children. Just hang out with me and these old people and surely you won't grow up weird.
2: Right. Yeah, so this is where she explains a little further Mm -hmm. the way to get there. We're gonna pass the great rock that looks like a long neck. Mm -hmm. And the mountains that burn.
1: Yes. Which this is... Before, I can sort of see, you know, like salmon always know how to get home and birds know to fly south, even if they've never, you know, there's, you got instincts. So she's like, well, we got to go west. Yeah. But she's got some very specific landmarks. Yeah. To get to a place that she's never seen before. So, I mean, unless there are like dinosaur messengers being like, hey, we've gotten to this place and like passed mm -hmm. it on.
2: But they don't, the species don't talk to each other. I know. And once you got to the Great Valley, why would you ever leave?
1: Just, I mean, to save your own family, I guess.
2: Yeah, if you got there and then you went back.
1: I guess. Yeah. And I'm, i mean, Yeah. They're all heading there together. So, I mean... Well, I mean, I guess if, you know...
2: Maybe they send a messenger pigeon.
1: Yeah, of each... One of each species. Because mm-hmm. they're like, well, don't tell the brontosaurus, but the... And then the <laughs> triceratops are like, well, don't tell the spike tails, yeah. but... I don't know. I don't know either. It's, yeah, they're just very specific landmarks that we've seen. So, then they're all sleeping in a pile, which is very cute. Yeah. And we see uh Even-Rude's great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa flying around. <laughs>
2: That made me laugh so hard.
1: (laughs) And then he gets eaten by a frog.
2: Yes. Which wakes up Littlefoot. So he goes to chase it down. And then, of course, here she comes again. Sarah is like, hey, that's my hopper.
1: Yeah. Littlefoot clearly saw it first. But she just thinks everything in the world belongs to her. That's true. That's my hopper. (laughs) I love the way she says everything because she's such a brat. And it's also clearly just like a small child like overacting. Mm Mm-hmm. So they chase after, Mm -hmm. said Hopper,
2: Mm -hmm. Dennis Hopper. (laughs) (laughs) This is the great, 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 great grandfather of King Koopa. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But this is, it is a really cute scene because they're like chasing after the frog and like all the, there's a bunch of other little frogs and they all make bubbles in the pond that they're at and they're just like hopping on the bubbles and popping them and they're, Mm -hmm. they
1: are having fun together. Yeah. It's another good explanation. Maybe intended or no that. You know, racism is uh, taught. Yeah. Because these children are like clearly having fun together, yeah. and they could just be friends, and they could grow up to be friends. But their parents, especially Sarah's dad, are the ones that are like, "No, stick to your own kind."
2: Right. Here comes some ominous stomping. <sighs> Oof. And some spooky shadows. Yep. And so appears the sharp tooth. Oh, he's so scaly. Yeah, this scene is really frightening. It um, is. Littlefoot immediately yells for his mom, and mm-hmm. they're running through this like thicket i guess yeah it's like a super... bunch of big spiky vines everywhere and the sharp tooth is going after them and he can't really see them but of course he can smell them yeah and they're sneaking through the spines and littlefoot's like this way and sarah's like no fuck you i'm going this way and of course littlefoot like chases after her because he's like no you're gonna get hurt yeah you're going the wrong way yeah and they nearly get eaten Mm-hmm. but littlefoot's mom shows up
1: yeah and just like
2: smacks the shit out of this t-rex yeah he goes <laughs>
1: flying it's dope every yeah. time she does it i was like yes <laughs> she like, keeps smacking him with her tail yeah and you can see when she's about to do it because she like kind of leans and like lifts her leg up, up and just like slams her leg down and her. oh god it's so cool it is very cool i would like a brontosaurus tail <laughs> 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 would you want it to be proportionate to your body or would you want it to be just brontosaurus <laughs> Like, oh no. your body and then, like, 30 foot tail.
2: <laughs> anyway,
1: so then the sharp tooth just jumps on her back. Yeah, and starts biting her. Yeah. And fortunately, it's only shadows and not the real deal.
2: Yeah, he does bite her, but she, like, throws him down a cliff.
1: Yeah, and but then an earthquake happens.
2: Yeah, I don't think that this caused the earthquake. I think it was just... I think it just happens, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're that powerful enough to just, like... Mm-hmm. I think the earth is just kind of falling apart a little bit well just changing
2: it's early times you yeah. know the tectonic are like still wiggling around yeah the big earth shift the children do end up near the sharp tooth and then almost fall into a crevice but mm-hmm. then they grab onto its tail as they're like falling and like run up its back mm-hmm. and little mom like reaches out and grabs them while smacking the sharp tooth yeah further into
1: the crevice she's very bu- yeah there it goes way 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 down there no wait, longer a wait, problem wait. but we've got a new problem now which is that this earth shake has caused a huge divide mm-hmm. and separated a bunch of families yeah. and littlefoot and his mom are on one side and that littlefoot's grandparents are on the other and sarah is on the side with littlefoot and sarah's whole rest of her family is with littlefoot's grandparents
2: yeah i just i have to take a controversial stand here yeah and say unequivocally fuck tectonic plates
1: dude <laughs> It's, they're just rude. What are they, what are they doing?
2: No regard. Yeah. For the damage they're causing. Nope. They're just running into each other. Just
1: destroying families.
2: Like they're all that matters. No self-awareness. No. And I hate them. Because they cause pretty much all the shit from here on. Uh, Yeah. So, the earth calms down. Yeah. Littlefoot can't find his mom. Nope. It's raining. Stark. Yep. We all know what's about to happen. Yep. He does he hears her. Yeah. So he sees her from far off and he like runs over to her. He's like, Come on, get up. We have to we have to go and she tries to get up, but she just can't. Yeah. She says like, I don't think that I can. Because she fought the sharp tooth and, and the earth fell apart. Yeah, she's full of bites. Yeah. She asks <sighs> him if he remembers how to get to the Great Valley and he says I think so, but why do I have to remember? Because yeah. you'll be with me. Yeah.
1: She says, I'll be with you, even if you can't see me. He says, what do you mean if I can't see you? I can always see you. She says, let your heart guide you. It whispers, so listen closely. And then she dies. <laughs> and then we cry. And then we- oh, I've I've been crying.
2: Yeah, because you knew it was coming. Because
1: I knew it was, it was raining and dark, and he's looking for his mom. And yeah. then the song started, and I, I had already yeah <laughs> i knew it was coming i was already crying yeah. but then she just straight up dies and he's going mother mother and it just like kind of we can't even see this happening it's just oh my god yeah
2: and this and we will talk about it but it's like they don't shy away from it like it is on both of their faces while they're talking as she is dying yeah
1: she knows that she's dying I and mean, he yeah. doesn't want to admit it but he knows something bad is happening but yeah like she straight up knows you know and she's just trying to impart this message to him
2: yeah because she wants do him you
1: remember how to get there
2: to get there and be safe and yeah
1: yeah and she can't go with
2: <laughs> yeah so that part is hard and made me cry but the next part just killed me it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> so littlefoot takes off on his own obviously because he's fucking alone who's he gonna go with and he kind of slides down this hill and runs into this old giant turtle looking man
1: mm-hmm.
2: he says what's your problem you're not hurt right and littlefoot's crying and he says it's all mother's fault she should it have known
1: says, it's all her fault he doesn't even explain who he's talking about yeah. it's all her fault she should have known she should have stayed away from the sharp tooth and he's like whose fault Who the fuck are you talking about my mother mother's and then he says it's all my fault. I shouldn't have wandered so far away from
2: home. And the old man's name is Ruder. Yeah. And he says it's nobody's fault. The great circle of life has begun. <laughs> Time for
1: another bucket snake hot take. <laughs> this may get me canceled, <laughs> but I'm going to say it.
2: <laughs> Fuck the circle of life.
1: Fuck the tectonic plates. Fuck, Fuck the, the circle of, of life. life. <laughs> Fuck you.
2: But this part, this this is what really like got me just like, weeping mm-hmm. is the old man trying to comfort Littlefoot. Because mm-hmm. he's so scared and he misses his mom. And Ruder's just like you'll always remember her. Mm-hmm. She'll always be with you as long as you remember what she taught you. She'll always be a part of you. And then he just says, my tummy hurts.
1: <laughs> I can't talk about that.
2: <laughs> I know. he is a mess, everyone. Send flowers. <laughs> Oh my god it okay, will soon oh it's hard that part is so hard it's so
1: hard because he's like i know i know that it's hard you know but you gotta this, this is, is life yeah but he's nice about it right he's not he doesn't mismention it where he's just say. like that's just reality sarah yeah he's just like you know it is hard and it's okay to be sad
2: <laughs> but your mom will always be with you yep even if you can't see her yep because she's a part of you <laughs> yeah and you know what it but doesn't get much better from here i it gotta say it.
1: it doesn't it does because it will in a minute
2: but we're not there yet <laughs> no so the next scene is very cute mm-hmm. and very obviously a don bluth movie yeah this is just don bluth showing off how good he is in animation yeah because it isn't very necessary no it's but it's, it's just for fun it's cute mm-hmm. so it's a bunch of little pterodactyls getting a berry out of a tree mm-hmm. and there's like five or six of them and they're all like fighting over not fighting but you know scrapping yeah over this
1: single berry and then and like wrestling a, and passing it amongst themselves yeah
2: and then the like a turtley thing comes up and just like takes the one berry from all of them they're yeah, like oh, they
1: all go, oh. They have so they're <laughs> cute, like squeaky little Yeah, they make
2: little beep noises almost. yeah And then their mom, parent figure, pops up out of the ground and just gives them each a berry and is just, like
1: Here. I know, just like spreads her little wings and she's like holding one for each of them and they're yeah. like, ah it's so cute. And then they go marching off in their little single file line, holding the little berries over their head. And we get to have cute fun for one second. And yeah. then the last one walks past Littlefoot, who is just laying in a pile. I guess it can't be a pile if it's just him, but he's just...
2: Yeah, he's just laying there. Laying there. And the little, the last little one is, like, pulls a fucking Sarah Crew. And yes. to give his <laughs> little berry to Littlefoot to be like, oh, buddy, do you need Hey, them? Are
1: you... You look sad. I'm gonna give this to you instead, but Littlefoot doesn't even see him. Like, it's just not registering.
2: The narrator is like, Littlefoot didn't even know that he was hungry yep. because he was sad.
1: He's just talking about all he could think about is his mom and he doesn't care about eating or even trying to make it to the Great Valley. Yeah. He's just thinking about his mom. <laughs> I thought we were through it. No. But there's another
2: scene. <laughs> no. The next part is so hard. This is, I, this is, this one was the hardest part for me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right, cheese bags. <laughs> Strap <in. laughs> So he's, you know, he's, he hasn't eaten, he can't think about anything but his mom, so he's walking through the sand and he finds one of his mom's footprints and he like curls up and then a tree star falls from the sky and he hears his mom's voice and his mom's kind of like explaining the way to get to the Great Valley. Mm-hmm. So he picks up the tree star and he starts heading west. Mm-hmm. He sees his own shadow yep, reflected or shadowed on a rock. And he thinks that it's his mom. Right, because it's, like, so big, so yeah. it looks like... So he runs towards it, yelling, but it's only a rock.
1: <laughs> I can't do it. I know! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, like, runs up to it, and he starts licking it, because he's like, Mother! And then he realizes that it's just a rock. And then the narrator, as if we weren't already... <laughs> weeping says and then littlefoot knew for certain that he was alone
2: you're like oh thanks man thank you yeah because he just tried to lick a rock yeah (sighs) Uh.
1: i know just throw it just fucking throw it across the room so yeah so then littlefoot sees sarah who is also alone and runs up to her uh, and this is where I, I, when I was watching this, I have been crying this whole time. <laughs> I started crying when it started raining and Littlefoot was looking for his mom. Yeah. And I have been crying this whole <laughs> fucking time. And <sighs> I finally manage to stop crying because Littlefoot sees Sarah and runs up to her and he's just like, hey, you're alone. I'm alone. We got to head to the Great Valley. And Sarah's like, yeah, I'm going down in this huge crev, in this huge divide that the yeah. shake caused because my family's on the other side right he's like i've looked all over like there's no way to get across and she's like well maybe you can't do it but i'm better at everybody than everything and i'm going down there (laughs) and then she just falls all the way down (laughs) screaming the whole way and he's like okay she Uh. did her little her little child logic is just so because he's like you know we shouldn't go alone and she says well when i find my sisters i won't be alone yeah (laughs) like yeah man but you're alone right now but she says, you know, that three horns only travel with other three horns, yeah. and they only play with other three horns, and she's walking off, and he's like, whatever, man, fuck you. Fine, I So he- He's just like, fine, I've been alone, I guess I'll just keep being alone. Right, so he very sadly picks up his tree star and heads west. He doesn't make it very far, though, I think, because he mm-hmm. has been struck again. With the sad. With the sads. So he's just laying at the edge of some water with his tree star. Yeah. And then a tiny dinosaur pops out! <laughs> And is talking to him. Yeah. And this is what I was talking about where my mom says all the time. Yeah. And she says, hello? And he doesn't say anything. She says, I said hello. What is your name? <gasps> Maybe you cannot talk yet. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. She really is. And Littlefoot's like, piss off. <laughs> Just her popping up
2: and the sound of Judith Barcy's voice made me tear up a little yeah. bit again yeah which we will talk about judith Barcy again even though we already have just in case you ha- you don't know it
1: yep but we will but yeah Littlefoot tries half-heartedly to be like to kind of be like don't talk to me because we're different
2: yeah like this new learned thing
1: yeah because yeah. you know he's heard it a couple times from sarah now especially that was the last thing that sarah said was yeah we you know stick with your own kind leave me alone i'm right. a three horn whatever but ducky says
2: hey i'm a long neck
1: look and like (laughs) sticks her neck out really long stretches her neck out and stretches her tail i have a long tail and then she's like okay i am not a long neck i am just a big mouth Mm -hmm. which is also adorable
2: yes but she's like
1: never stops talking i am all alone too i am all i know the fact that she doesn't use contractions just adds to her adorableness somehow i don't know whose choice that was but it's very very cute very good decision i am all alone i lost my family in the great earth shake and so littlefoot concedes can't say no to this face who could (laughs) yeah so littlefoot says all right well we're both headed in the same direction we should travel together and he's like
2: hooray yeah littlefoot says i'm headed to the great valley because that's where my grandparents are Mm -hmm. and your parents might be there too because my mom said that that's where all the herds were headed
1: exactly so they introduce each other they introduce mm. themselves to each other, and Ducky says, My name's Ducky. Yep, that is what it is. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, I, I wanted to write down literally all of her dialogue. <sighs> because it's just... it's Yes, it's very cute and sweet
2: and necessary for yep. this movie, and also hurts my feelings. Yeah. And then there... I remember this very clearly. Them playing mm-hmm. on the cracks.
1: Like, like hopping like, and giggling. Yeah, yeah. Don't step on a crack. You mm. Fall and break your back. I was so worried... That Ducky was going to say, you break your mother's back. Oh. And I was like, Ducky, no. <laughs> but she just says, you'll fall and break your back. Yeah. So it's okay.
2: And then both their tummies start grumbling. I know. Which is like, Littlefoot feels hungry. Yeah. Probably for the first time. Well, he's probably felt hungry. He just didn't notice. Just completely ignored it. Yeah. yeah but now that he's like more and present. And like, yeah, I'm hungry too. And I'm like... <sighs> So he reaches up to this, the nearest branch and starts pulling
1: on it. I wonder what this tastes like. And it starts talking. It starts screaming. Yeah. Dougie's like, "You should not eat talking trees." Nope, nope, nope.
2: And then here he comes. It's Petrie. It's Petrie. He goes f-
1: flying because <laughs> no. Littlefoot. Well, no, he is not flying. No. But he go. He is sent flying. Yeah. He isn't. Sent- hurtling i guess we should say through the um he falls into a hole and they go to run and make sure he's okay and petrie's like i i fly ducky says (laughs) no (laughs) no dude that was just falling with style (laughs) (laughs) and then littlefoot's immediately giving him shit (laughs) (laughs) you can't fly you're a flyer it's what you do petrie's like you do it yeah but to his credit littlefoot immediately concedes and says you know what? You're right. I can't fly at all. Yep. Ducky can't fly,
2: so. Ducky says, Nope. We cannot do that, alright.
1: <laughs> yes, this is where in my notes I wrote, <laughs> Judith, I'm so sorry.
2: Alright, so back. Anyway. Back we are here with Michael Sarah. I mean, Sarah. <laughs> she had previously fallen into the divide and, you know, she's traveling alone. And she sees the body of the sharp tooth that's, like, laying on its back at the bottom of this big crevice. Mm hmm. At first. She is afraid. So she screams and runs away. <laughs> More like, try scream atop am I right? This <laughs> bitch screams so she's much screams in this movie. all the time for eh!
1: how brave Constantly. she says she is. She's yeah. always screaming. And it is Piercing. high-pitched, yes. Yeah.
2: yeah, But she notices that, like, rocks are falling on it and it's not reacting. So she's like, oh, okay, so it's dead. So she's, like, making faces at it and starts headbutting it. Mm-hmm. She scoots back real far to get a head start so she can headbutt it real good tiny triceratops is gonna make a dent in this yeah giant t-rex but that's fine
1: i mean I, to be fair i would be like you know what now that i'm pretty sure that this is dead i'm gonna kick it in its face too because it caused me a lot of yeah distress yeah Pee to say it. the least
2: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but as she's like charging towards it it opens its one big red eye oh and it starts to get up
1: yeah so what does she do she screams she screams well it's justified in this one at least yeah she's a very small girl okay and she's very lost and she's separated from her from her family um, i would
2: i mean it's mostly her fault
1: though i would be screaming too it's mostly her fault the earthquake sarah's fault probably she probably headbutted the wrong thing <laughs> she had butted <laughs> the earthquake button <laughs> do not headbutt <laughs> so like, fuck it and we're back up top with the trio yep and we hear like a grumbling noise and it's like oh no is it the sharp tooth? Mm-hmm. But it's just a spiny guy. Yeah. I don't know what you call those, but we're clearly not going for scientific accuracy right? here in this movie. So it's just a spiny back guy. And they let him pass. Mm-hmm. And Petrie is hanging out on top of Littlefoot's head and says, you got a nice flat head, flat head. It's like, I'm not a flat head. I'm a long neck. <laughs> Get your slurs in order.
2: God, I love petrie so much i, I cannot know. express it enough
1: he's so great but his accent is all over the place which i, I don't, don't understand because he's <laughs> voiced by an adult man i know it's not like a child who is trying to nail down an accent he's he's a grown-ass man it's he's... very
2: i mean the character it's the same character as baddie from ferngully basically yeah. just yeah. erratic
1: yeah really scattered he talks in this weird like clumsy george of the jungle sort of way where his grammars roll off yeah yeah but ducky's like you know well petrie's climbing around on littlefoot's head and his tree star is also up there and he's like you're messing up my tree star yeah ducky explains that it was a present from littlefoot's mom and petrie goes "Ooh, mother present very special (laughs) i'm like why do you sound like john lennon in this moment (laughs) mother present (laughs) and then yeah and then in others you don't he's just like i honestly i kind of would have dug it if he just sounded like john lennon the whole time though Yeah. (laughs) you know he's just like "Ooh, littlefoot hello all of us (laughs) traveling to the great valley together Sorry for messing up your trees. <laughs> 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 so Littlefoot is starting to get annoyed because Petrie's like, I'm going to keep it safe. And he rolls it up and he's very much like, yes, this is very important to you, which is nice.
2: Yeah. You know, he's like, he's, I'll be he's, in charge of it now.
1: He doesn't like try to invalidate his feelings. He's like, oh, shit. You know, this yeah. is sorry. And I'm going to I'm going to keep this super special. But Littlefoot's like, no, you know what? I'm not, it's not my job to carry your ass around dude like yeah which he probably weighs like two ounces man yeah. get over it but whatever he says i'm not a carrier you're a flyer start flying yep. and he starts running to try and get him to bite. yeah He's like put out your wings yeah and Peter's just like no <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> um and then they get like caught up in this dinosaur skeleton yeah which i've never quite thought about how horrifying they're just inside that is. someone else's bones. is. They're inside bones. of it, yeah. yeah. Like, w- if, if I were just inside of a much bigger human skeleton, Ooh. <laughs> like, it would be so weird. Whose bones are these? Yeah. So they start freaking out, running every which way, and they run into Sarah again. Yeah, she's
2: running out of the crevice mm-hmm. from seeing the sharp tooth, and they're running towards her covered in skeleton bones. hmm. Um, and they run into each other, and all the bones scatter. Yeah. And. She's like, what? I wasn't being chased by a sharp tooth. I'm fine. What? Yeah. I mean I mean I saw
1: him. What were you guys running from?
2: Yeah. But don't worry, I scared off the
1: Sharptooth. Like, yeah. no big deal. I'm scary. I'm scary. She immediately is just like, whatever. He hasn't met me yet. That's when he met me. Cause there's like the little you know, little photo's like, no, the Sharptooth is dead. I saw him die. My mom killed him. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, he's not dead. He fell down in that crack. And that's where he met me, and she's just like all tough about it, and yeah. Ducky and Petrie are immediately like impressed, yeah, and Littlefoot is like, "No fuck you dude, <laughs> and I can see why he would be one, you know his mom, or so they thought killed the sharp tooth right, yeah, and so it would be hard to hear that like his mom died for nothing, yeah, if the sharp tooth didn't even die, and also the thing that killed his mom is still around, yeah. And trying to kill him. Yeah, and so, she's like
2: being so nonchalant. and like, Right,
1: just super like flippant about it. Because she's scared and she doesn't want to admit it. But, you know, for him, I can imagine that it would be super traumatizing. Yes. And then also she sucks because he keeps trying to be her friend and she's mean. Yep. So I get it. But yeah, <laughs> Ducky and Petrie both being like, poor, brave Sarah. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. I walked right up to him. I looked him straight in the eye and said...
2: She like catapults. Yeah. Ducky when she does this. Yeah. And she's just flying. Go flying through there. Where she lands on an egg.
1: Yay. A it hatching is, egg. A hatching egg. And she is immediately not worried. She's like, ooh, what's up? What's going on here? Yeah. What's happening with this egg? Yeah. She says, you should come out. You
2: should. You are late. <laughs> yes, you are. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs>
1: She's just like helping him hatch. She's pulling pieces of his egg off of there, and he's just like asleep. Yeah, like, Come on, let's go. Mm -hmm. Time to move. So she pulls him out, and it's Spike. It's Spike. She names him Spike because he he cannot talk yet. She says, "You're a Spike tail, so we will call you Spike." I mean, classic child logic.
2: Yeah, he immediately eats all of the (laughs) grass around his little hatching spot, and then goes
1: back to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> can fucking relate dude if i could just like wake up i mean i can wake up eat go right back to bed Uh-huh. that's the life
2: so anyway spikele is part of the party now <laughs> and the narrator explains that they're all traveling together yeah as a
1: weird herd they're like you know the strangest herd that you ever saw but then he <laughs> you know in case we were feeling a little too yeah. cute mm-hmm. and happy about this moment optimistic optimistic yes thank you the narrator says They knew that if they lost their way, they would starve or -hmm. find themselves in the sharp tooth's shadow.
2: Fuck you. You know.
1: Narrator. For kids. Like, (sighs) okay, man, sorry we were feeling a little too joyful there for a second.
2: Right. Something cute
1: happens. The narrator's like, don't forget. Don't forget. They might die at any second. Don't get too attached.
2: So they're walking along. Littlefoot's like, I smell water.
1: Yeah. And that's where- Can you smell it? Tree stars grow. If there's water, then there's plants. There's green food. Can you guys smell that? Petrie and Ducky are in <laughs> the water. <laughs> Ducky is just draped across Petrie's head.
2: And Petrie says, I smell. I smell.
1: Hmm. I smell Ducky.
2: <laughs> she says, You smell me? I know. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they, they continue forward, they're following the water, and then like through this little like hole in the rock. Yeah, I guess they see a bunch of trees
1: yes sarah and her continuing quest to be that one kid in your group in your friend group that you always hated and everyone's like, like why is this kid here yeah, yeah why do we bother hanging out with her it's the great valley i found it i found it it's what's like, what's like, like four trees sarah <laughs> <laughs> but while they are standing there looking at them trying to figure out how to get it's a treacherous slope yeah for these small children they're yeah. like all right well let's let's go down there but then Suddenly everything starts all this shaking. Yeah, there's all this rumbling, and they're like, "Oh no, Earth shake!" Yep. But it's just this big ass herd of dinosaurs
2: mm-hmm. that- because they also smelled the water and saw right, the trees, the, yeah, and ran towards it.
1: Basically trample all these little children,
2: and then they're they get they're so dejected after they see all of the food get eaten in like. 30 seconds flat.
1: I know. Petra says, you hungry? I empty all the way to the top. (laughs) Which is so cute. Which isn't very far, my dude. Nope. (laughs) It's so small. Littlefoot says, I guess it's not the Great Valley. Well, I don't think he thought it was, but. Yeah. Sarah says, so much for the Great Valley. Oh, okay. And Ducky says, it is not a great anything. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) like, Ducky, stop. That hurts me. But they they head down there anyway, just to
2: see if there's anything left. Mm Mm-hmm. And they see one little one tree that yeah. was probably too small for the giant dinosaurs to even look at. Right. And they're they're trying to get Petrae to fly up and get them some leaves. But you see from his perspective for a second, and he's like one foot off the ground. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, everything is like
1: vertigo and weird, and I'm right. busy. He's afraid of heights. He's a flyer. Yeah. But Ducky is trying to make him feel better. She's like, do not feel sad. Many things cannot fly. Rocks, trees, sticks, Spike. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all trying to like get up
2: in a in the into the tree. So it's like mm-hmm. Spike is on the ground, and then Littlefoot is on his back, and then Ducky, and then Petrie. Yeah, and, like pushing mm-hmm. him up towards the leaves.
1: Sarah is being not helpful, just laying near them and laughing her ass off at how ridiculous they look.
2: But Petrie does manage to pull down a bunch of leaves. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get hurt. But they have, like, a nice little pile of green food. Yeah. And this is the part that we were talking about in the intro, mm-hmm. where she's, like, headbutting a tree trying to get some leaves to fall down, so Littlefoot, like, tosses some over so she thinks that she got some.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is I very get kind. I can my own green food. No, you can't.
2: No, oh, you really can't.
1: Shut up. She's just talking about how great she is. See? I don't need anybody. So- oh, God. I just want to slap her.
2: And then the next scene, is- it's nighttime. Yes. They got full bellies, at least. Yep. And Littlefoot goes to sleep in a little footprint. Well, a big footprint. Yeah. And everyone else, for some reason, decides they're going to sleep next to Sarah.
1: I think they all recognize just that she needs friends. You know, Little... Well, first, they've just met her. They don't have the past with her that Littlefoot does. True. Where he's tried to befriend her and she keeps rejecting him. Yeah. And also, he knows in his... He saw the sharp tooth die and he's like, she's just trying to sound brave yeah. and tell all these spooky stories for these other dinosaurs but I know that he's dead yeah. and she needs to stop, you know, doing it's hurting his feelings. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really want anything to do with her, but as far as they know, like she's brave and she's cool, although yeah. she's been bratty yes. in their presence. Yeah. So I'm like Littlefoot is cool and helpful and everybody likes him, but anyway, I don't know. they all go yeah, they go to, to cuddle her stuff. Cuddle up with her and Littlefoot's all alone. Mhm.
2: But <laughs> everyone's snoring so much in that pile the ducky gets up and goes over to where Littlefoot is sleeping.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And it's just so cute because they're little sleepy faces.
1: Yeah. Littlefoot looks so sad because I mean, you know, throughout the day he's had his friends to talk to and they've had things to deal with and Mm -hmm. like adventures and problems to overcome. Yeah, But now in this moment he's just laying down by himself with his tree star thinking about his mom. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they all eventually make their way over to where Littlefoot is sleeping and they end up in like a big old pile together. Yeah. Sleeping warm and comfy. <laughs> it's so cute. This is the opposite of the Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. This is the scene though, even though it does hurt my feelings, that like we always want out of all of the other mm-hmm. movies where they're on an adventure, you want them to all like cuddle up at night for warmth and safety. Yeah. This is the first time that it's happened. Yeah. Yeah. But they get awoken <sighs> by some fucking growling, mm-hmm. because this sharp tooth will just not let it go. No,
1: aren't there bigger dinosaurs you can fight? I right, mean, they I they guess were just, they're- They
2: just ate all the trees. Faster. I guess.
1: But they're Leave also- these little
2: bite-sized dinos alone. Yeah. What are these, some fucking animal crackers to y- you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah hears him first and starts yelling at the others mm-hmm. to try and get them to wake up, and Littlefoot still doesn't believe her. He's like, knock it off, like I'm trying to sleep, you know? Right. But then- Reality comes it's him.
1: quickly. It's real. And Littlefoot's <gasps> tree star gets smashed, which also hurts my feelings. Yeah, it gets he's been
2: carrying it for so long. Stepped on. But they see ahead of them there's like this small hole in like a big cliff face, basically. Mm-hmm. And they know that they can run through it, but the sharp tooth can't fit. So they run to that. Yes. And they're safe. Yes. But
1: then they get in a fight.
2: Yeah, Sarah says, "Now will you believe me?"
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Littlefoot's like, "I'm sorry, but we're safe now." Yeah. And so I was like, nobody's safe with you.
1: Which is rude. Yes. He had every right to think that the sharp tooth was dead.
2: Yeah. And she was right, too.
1: Yes. Because it wasn't dead. Right. But-, but the way she went about it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they sort of get in a fight, but he's like, come on, guys, we just got to go. You know, we're going this way. He's not being very nice about it, but yeah. he is being encouraging. He's kind of badgering them into like, come on, I know you're tired, but come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then he sees the rock that's shaped like a long neck yeah and he knows because his mom told him we're going the right way yes if we just go over this hill we'll be there we'll be there and we'll see it and so they all run up this hill and the music is very triumphant mm. and leads you to believe that they have found it but then it's just more dust and bullshit and
2: fuck you james horner
1: <sighs> it's just more of the same <laughs> your soundtrack bullshit right so sarah just is like you know what i'm not i'm not doing this anymore i'm going this way because it's easier your way is hard yeah and i'm tired Mm -hmm. and i don't want to go that way but Littlefoot is like no my mom says that this is the way that we should go yeah and sarah's like well then she was just a stupid long neck too that ain't it girl
2: then they get in a little baby dino fight Mm -hmm. where they're falling down a hill and smacking each other and headbutting each other and spike rolls down the hill too (laughs) yeah spike
1: just is like oh are we going this way all right (laughs) ducky's like like, no there's a fight happening
2: spike is a baby dinosaur but he is the stoner character oh yeah of the group
1: what (laughs) y'all got what's up guys
2: why are we fighting (laughs) are we going this way (laughs) anyway yeah so sarah wins the fight Mm -hmm. and
1: littlefoot says fine go that
2: way but i'm going this way
1: i don't care he's just with his little tears in his eyes though he's just like he got his butt kicked because i mean she's got a big old hard head and
2: yeah she's more meant for yeah a fight than he is yeah yeah he he starts to climb up the hill
1: mm-hmm. and petrie
2: does try to follow after him but yeah he's just but like he can't fly off
1: yeah and he can't make it up those rocks on his little bitty feet yeah he i know and ducky says well sarah's way is easier yeah so she's just like she doesn't want you know she's just like I, i'm tired i'm so small mm-hmm. I'm, i don't have proof that your mom knew where she was going right yeah so i guess i'm gonna go the easy way so everybody kind of ends up following sarah and littlefoot is going up this very treacherous rocky hill on his own
2: and the story follows the sarah crew Mm -hmm. and they find the mountains of fire
1: yeah so are they going the right way because that was what littlefoot's mom says was the next thing the mountains that burn
2: yeah i think they're all going that way just one way is easier easier than the well one way is less treacherous than the other going up the hill was harder right but I think they're probably both going the right way. Just one way is more dangerous. Okay. Is what it seems.
1: It's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. So there's walking, they're walking through these volcanoes yeah. that are all going off. And there's these big old tar pits that Petrie just falls in almost immediately.
2: Yeah. He's riding on Sarah's back and she like jumps over this little like crevice and yeah. he falls off. And she just keeps going. Yeah. Which I didn't really... like. I know that she's a brat, but I don't think of her as heartless. Right. This part was a little weird because she just doesn't turn around at all no so it's not like she turns around and doesn't care
1: right so does she not notice that's what I. But was he's like, like yelling yeah and spike and ducky come to save him yeah so
2: it's not in her character to be that right heartless
1: so i'm not i'm not sure what's going on with her
2: but but it is scary because petrie is stuck in a tar
1: pit yeah it's incredibly scary so have you ever i've have you ever seen a tar pit no they're scary as hell. i've been to there are some in la brea in california
2: yeah yeah the la brea tar
1: pits yes i'm aware they're uh it's just terrifying because they've got like statues of like mammoths and stuff that are like half stuck in them to show you like what it would look like and it's just like but they're like bubbling and stuff that's creepy
2: small plug for another podcast but there's an episode of criminal about a criminal putting (gasps) bodies no a gun oh that would have Incriminated him in a murder into the La Brea tar pits, and the interview is with the diver who risked his life to dive in there and get it out. What? It's really interesting. That is crazy. Did he go to jail? Yes, they got the gun out, and the guy went to jail. Yeah, hell yeah,
1: yeah. But spooky. he was like
2: the first person to like right actually intentionally like yeah. dive into a tar pit. How do you even? They planned it out
1: for a See? long time. You yeah. just feel around with mm-hmm. your hands. Mm-hmm. God. Yep. Anyway. Spooky. So I can't imagine if you were a tiny little flying dinosaur. I know.
2: Your wings would get all... Not even flying. Right. Because he can
1: <sighs> Flying type.
2: So Spike and Ducky are at an, another point mm-hmm. and stuck on like a rock that's surrounded by lava and quickly sinking, but Littlefoot hears them yelling and runs back. So I guess, you know, they haven't been separated for very long. Right. And Pretty once... much immediately
1: after, it sounds like.
2: Yeah. Once he gets them out, they go get Petrie out of the tar. Yes. Well, they try to. They all kind of fall in.
1: Yeah. And then we see Sarah, who is being chased by some dinosaur monks. (laughs) I don't know what kind of dinosaurs they are, but they've got that, like, ring of spikes around their head. They
2: are bald, but yeah, they have, like, the friar
1: tuck haircut. Yeah,
2: exactly. And they're just like, do you have a moment to discuss our lord and savior?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're just trying to evangelize real quick. (laughs) Bonk.
2: Bonk. (laughs) Jesus, you heard of him?
1: (laughs) Dino Jesus.
2: But suddenly there's- So she
1: is screaming-
2: Of course. There's a huge monster that comes into the entrance of
1: the cave. Yeah. And that scares off the monks. Right, because it's huge and slimy and making a lot of noise, and so it scares them off, and then it picks Sarah up, and she's screaming. Yeah, And she's calling out for all of her friends, which is cute, but also, fuck you, you just left Petrie to die.
2: And also wandering away from Spike and Ducky. Like, you were supposed to all be together, and you just went off. Yeah. (sighs) But the monster ends up just being... The other four of them all covered in tar. Yeah, just
1: stuck together with some sticks. And
2: Spike's just holding a giant bone. (laughs) Yeah. That's cute. It is very cute. And
1: she's like, she smiles because she's happy that she's safe. Yeah, and it's just her friends and she's relieved. But then she gets upset because they're all kind of laughing at her and she runs away. But yeah, so she kind of runs away. And the narrator says that she doesn't want to admit that she went the wrong way. And so you kind of feel bad for her. Yeah. Because she's crying, and it made me cry. Yeah. Because.
2: Well, because you're a little wuss. I'm a
1: sympathetic crier.
2: But it is sad. Also, I was like, the narrator has been gone for just 20 minutes at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just comes back in to be like, Sarah hey. is sad because she doesn't want to admit that she was wrong. And we're all like, yeah, we know.
1: Yeah, we got it, man. <laughs> we He's didn't like, need
2: you for this part.
1: Bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they yeah. all, yeah, they all... all
1: get back together and. Yeah. yeah splashing around washing off the tar i imagine yeah playing in some water getting a drink then and they then see the sharp tooth the fucking sharp tooth again which what does he do it he's like climbing up a mountain yeah it's very strange looking but they're like there he is and little foot says let's get rid of him once and for all which is very brave incredibly brave
2: yeah but they look up and see that there is a giant boulder mm-hmm. above a really deep part of the water yes and they're like okay we need bait to get him out to the water. They'll just look at Ducky. Me? <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of us will push the boulder on top of him. Yes.
1: And Petrie's job is to whistle.
2: <laughs> yes, when, when the sharp
1: tooth is in the right spot. Yes. And they don't think to check beforehand. To make sure that Petrie can whistle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> just go, you'll whistle. And he goes, okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. That's his job.
2: Yeah, so that works. The bait plan works. They get the sharp tooth out to the middle of the water. Petrie can't whistle.
1: Cannot whistle. It's just spluttering over there, which I feel like just yell. Yeah. (laughs) Yoo-hoo! Like we (laughs) learned in A Little Princess. Right.
2: He figures it out, though. Yeah. And they're trying to push the rock, but they're not as strong as they thought that
1: they were. Yeah.
2: Petrie starts flying. He does, because he has to
1: get out of the way.
2: Yeah, because he's like, oh, this... (laughs) I have planted myself where the rock will land on me.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And the sharp tooth is trying to bite me.
2: Yeah, so he starts flying. He flies up towards the cliff that Littlefoot and Spike are on. Uh-huh.
1: They're all very excited for him.
2: Yeah. Uh, Ducky is still in the pond, though, with the Sharptooth. So Petrie is like, I have to save Ducky. So he flies down and just flies directly into the Sharptooth's eye. Yep. Hell yeah. And they're all, you know, fighting it out. Ducky's getting away. Sarah comes roaring back, mm-hmm. and this is what she was born to do. She's finally fucking useful.
1: Yeah! And she headbutts the rock off yeah. of the cliff. They all start pushing together. Yeah, boom. It hits him. But he's got Petrie in his teeth, and Petrie gets dragged down as well. So their plan worked, but they have killed their friend.
2: Then they're all- they're, well, Ducky is crying. Mm-hmm. She says, he was my friend. Yep. <sighs> but he's fine but he pulls himself up over the cliff edge and he says, you go without Beatrice?
1: And Ducky's just not even looking and she just <gasps> and <then> turns <laughs> Her around. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so cute. She just grabs him and starts dragging him. You are alive! Yep, yep, yep! And it's just like, oh god, it's so cute. Um, And then, uh, and then, and then I just knew. <laughs> are you gonna cry again? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> But my header for this next part just says, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> because this is the part I was talking about where Littlefoot sees his mom as a cloud and yeah. hears her saying, Littlefoot. So he starts running after her. I might actually cry. Because he says, I tried to do what you told me, but it's just too hard. I'll never find the Great Valley. Because
2: at this point, I don't think that he realizes either that Petrie is still alive. I Yeah, I don't think so. Because he has he had walked off. Right. And he's like standing alone mm-hmm. on this cliff and looking up at the sky and there's you know the cloud that's shaped like his mom and he's just like i'm trying
1: right but i can't do it yeah i'm so small and it's so far and it's so hard there's so much yeah and then the cloud like turns into yeah just like full on like shaped like his mom and mm-hmm. then just starts getting blown away and he's like running after it and saying don't go <laughs> that's the part that just fucking kills me yeah but he chases after it yeah in. And through this like little tunnel, and then he sees beneath him is the Great Valley, and they found it. And there it made is. They found it. And it's just such a nice scene because like the clouds start parting and like you know uncovering like the all light, this yeah, green and water and dinosaurs. Yep. <laughs> Everybody is there, and they've made it. I'm just realizing how much The
2: Lion King took from this movie. Yeah. Like the circle. This is the first time the circle of life is mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is in this movie, which I mean, it's not the first time someone said it. I'm sure, but
1: right. But like as a concept. The for children.
2: I the suppose. scene with Simba and Mufasa is very similar to the scene with Littlefoot and his mom. Yeah. The way that like the camera angles and the way that it's shot and everything. Mhm. Like real tight up on their faces. Mhm. The cloud that speaks to him. Uh huh. And then the way the light lights up the valley is the same. Yeah. As it does in the... Yeah, at the end
1: when, like, he's the king and things are starting to get better.
2: Yeah. Huh. I just thought... I mean, I remembered the circle of life thing, but I just thought of the rest of it. Anyway.
1: I mean, it's just Hamlet, so it's not like they had an original thought.
2: Oh, Hamlet, Hamlet, Hamlet. (laughs) Anyway, there it is. They found the valley. They
1: found it. And Sarah says, Littlefoot, you found it. Which is a nice character arc for her that she has...
2: Acknowledged that someone else can do something. Right.
1: Given him the credit. Yeah. And then we see... He's like, guys, come on. And I guess he's not surprised that Petrie's alive. He's just like, oh fuck, there he is. Tight. But yeah, so we start, you know, they run down, they go, they all go find their mom. Ducky runs and finds her family and says, This is our new brother Spike. And all her little brothers
2: and sisters are just like swimming around him and he's just like "Uh." (laughs) (laughs) He is presumably happy. He looks the same all the time. Yep.
1: (laughs) He's never not happy. Yeah. Petrie finds his mother and And he's
2: like, Look, Mom! I a flyer! It's so cute! And everyone's so excited for him. Yes. He like flies up so much that he's like got all the dust underneath him and he's like, ha ha, ha. yeah, he knocks all of his brothers
1: and sisters away and with like, his beautiful just... wingspan and yes. strength. And Sarah goes and finds her dad. And Littlefoot finds his grandparents, and the narrator says the same loving faces he looked into on the day of his birth. And then for some reason, there's... <laughs> As if we weren't already sad and crying, because I definitely was and am currently, there's just this montage of their adventures yep. and yeah, all the things the that they went through. Yeah, from yeah. him being born and all the scary shit that they went through. And for one thing, man, we just watched it. This movie's an hour long.
2: It <laughs> like, is 69 let's... minutes, including the credits. Not that long ago yeah. that I just
1: saw these things happen. Right.
2: But also leave me alone yeah yeah no i mean it's basically like oh are you crying about this scene do you remember the other scenes what about this
1: scene look at him look how cute he was when he was first hatched and he's licking his mom on her face
2: yeah oh look at his mom dying again there it is remember remember when you were sad it was only like 40 minutes ago and that fucking song is playing (sighs)
1: <sighs> and then it starts playing in earnest, and I just imagined like Diana Ross in like a really sparkly dress, just yeah. stabbing me while she's singing <laughs> this song. And I was like, "I'm sorry, Diana. I don't know what I did to you, but like, I'm so- I'm sorry. I'll never do it again."
2: God, that is what it feels like. <sighs> yeah, but she, of course, she looks amazing. This yeah, is Diana yeah <laughs> of course. And your blood does not get on her as she stabs you. No, no, absolutely not. Force field yes. made of sequins.
1: Anyway, that's the end. That's the end. I'm gonna fist fight Don Bluth if I Fair. see him yeah I don't you care should. that he's 83 he no. made this movie when he was 53 should have known better I'm gonna fight him for his 53 year old crimes
2: <laughs> there is no statute of limitations <laughs> on making me cry <laughs>
1: <laughs> you hurt my feelings therefore uh yeah we get to the credits which is where we find out and i'm glad that it did not get mentioned at any point in this movie that sarah's dad is referred to as daddy tops yep (laughs) it's credited that way too on every website oh yeah that's his name sure is as daddy tops
2: Surprised he wasn't wearing sunglasses
1: (laughs) so yeah there's that movie
2: (sighs) we made it we made it
1: we have joked previously about I I have teared up while talking, but I have not full-on cried before today.
2: I, The tears left my eyeballs when we talked about Judith Marcy the first time. Yeah. Yeah, that was hard.
1: Yeah. Well, buckle up, because we're about to talk about it again. But, yeah.
2: All right. Did it make you cry? No. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: those are all fake tears. That was just for you, so you would feel better. Is this... A replay or a rewind. It is a replay. I love this movie but so much. Could you watch it again? Not for some time. Right. This is one that I I have to be in. I know I'm going to cry. And yeah. so I have to. So I don't watch it very often. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to cry. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is the thing.
2: Well, that's like when I went to watch this for the podcast. I was like, you know what? I'm not even taking notes. I'm going to sit in my bed mm-hmm. because the VCR is in my room. And I'm just going to drink this beer. And let myself, <laughs> I'm just going to let myself cry. Yeah. Because usually I feel like when I watch movies, if they get emotional, I'm like,
1: <gasps> don't cry, be brave, be keep, strong, keep it in, be tough.
2: But I was just in my bed, just like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's what this movie is good for. If you need to cry. Yes. Watch it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I also have to
2: say it was released on November 18th, 1988, Bucket Snake's first birthday. Hooray! Yeah, it was a terrible gift. Thank you, Don Bluth. That is
1: rough. I was... All
2: of Don Bluth's movies that we have talked about have been released near my birthday. He must like that. Well, it's like the beginning of Christmas yeah. theater season. I guess. But yeah, it's always... I feel like it's always been November-ish.
1: Yeah, I was not quite five months old yeah. when this movie came out, but...
2: The wee babe.
1: I did watch it. A wee widge. Very young. <laughs> <laughs> and cried a lot when I watched it. Yeah. I think I told that story. You did. At the top, so... So the
2: this movie only had a budget of $12 million? Yeah. Only, I say. My, well, right. $12 you know, million, that's nothing. But it grossed $84 million. That's insane. There were so many things I read that were like, oh, when it came out, you know, it met with mixed reviews. And I was like, but it didn't. Right. It really didn't. It was the highest grossing animated film of
1: all time. I don't understand that. Because I don't understand going to see this movie and then Telling not warning everyone that you know but it is a good movie it is a good movie but like oh my god it's gonna just i mean i guess the same thing everybody said you know like oh up is so sad but every still everybody still went and saw it yeah we all knew it was sad that's true
2: it's just you gotta be prepared yeah but yeah at that point it was the highest grossing animated film of all time little mermaid came out the next year and knocked it down but up until that point that's crazy I, yeah, it was I mean, very eighty four million dollars. That's insane. Yeah, it was a very successful movie. Eighty four million dollars in nineteen eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, and it deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. Here's our Ebert watch <laughs> for the episode. He gave it three stars. Uh huh. And here's what he had to say. I guess I sort of liked the film, although I wonder why it couldn't have spent more time on natural history and the sense of discovery, and less time on tragedy. And perhaps the kids in the audience won't find it strange to learn that dinosaurs lived for many generations in the Green Valley. Even though Littlefoot is earlier described as the last of his species. Right. Which
1: we talked about that. I think he is just the last of his herd.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, Ebert, just go take a science class then, you fucking nerd. <laughs> like, it's a movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he wants some scientific B-roll. Yeah. Of just, like, <laughs> talking think, about nature.
2: I think he is, in big words, just trying to be like, um, it was sad. Yeah. And
1: I don't... He's mad that it made him cry. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> there should have been... Times where I could catch my breath, where they're talking about science or something. I'm with you there, Roger.
2: All right. So I'm going to talk a bit about the writing of this movie, because obviously somebody had to write this bullshit (laughs) that made us all cry.
1: Mm -hmm. Who is
2: responsible? Well, many people are responsible. Oh, okay. Many people came together to make you cry in this garage today.
1: (laughs) I'm ready to fist fight all of them.
2: As we have mentioned, Don Bluth. Yeah. Steven Spielberg was Mm -hmm. also involved and george lucas
1: i know that's incredible like i saw that you know at the beginning it explains that all three i'm like that's the fucking dream team although they did not quite
2: they didn't really get along, along yeah well as- and a lot of it is because they couldn't agree mm-hmm. on what was like too hard for kids to handle what right. was too dark what would be appealing what wouldn't spielberg started out imagining the movie as no dialogue
1: oh wow as just, just narrator
2: not even narrator but just like a huh like a fantasia sort of Yeah. You know, or it's just a bunch of fantastical bullshit happening, I guess. But then, you know, the rest of the team was like, I don't think kids are gonna pay be that attention. Into that. Yeah. yeah. So they got the wonderful cast of voice actors that they did. So Don Bluth, the bitch that he is <laughs> says that Bambi was a major influence on mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. before he was ever an animator. Right. He said, I saw it sitting in a theater next to my own mother. What that scene did was prepare me for the moment when that would happen to my mother. She wouldn't be shot by a hunter, but she would depart. And when we were making The Land Before Time, we knew that the mother was going to depart, and had to, for Littlefoot to grow up. Mothers have to leave their children or they won't grow up. That is a human
1: thing. Yeah, but not when they're three. Right. Usually it's when you're like, 65. If all goes according to plan.
2: But again, and I think I've said this before, but like, who decided (laughs) that media was what was going to like prepare us for life, you know? Yeah. Like, who put these dudes in charge of teaching five-year-old us how to deal with loss? Like, let my parents teach me
1: that. Well, (laughs) maybe they're not doing a very good job.
2: So, regarding that same part, a lot of people had said... No, this is too hard, and we don't want kids to see this. Mm -hmm. But Don Bluth, he recalls that it was Steven Spielberg, actually, who said, Wait a minute. We're all born, we all live to a certain age, and then we all go. And someday we come back again. Everyone has to go through it. This is a moment, he recalled Spielberg saying, called the Great Circle of Life. Mm -hmm. So good for you, Spielberg. Are you alluding to reincarnation? That's interesting. Sounds like
1: it. Yeah, I would not have guessed Spielberg for a...
2: Well, since you brought it up. Oh, yeah, I did. Don Bluth is a Mormon. A very yes, staunch Mormon.
1: He's related.
2: Oh, yeah. To Mitt Romney. <laughs> Mormons don't believe in dinosaurs.
1: At all? I don't think so. Oh. Did they, did they not just believe that they lived at the same time as people? You have to believe in dinosaurs. We've got their bones.
2: Lots of people don't believe in dinosaurs.
1: But, but the bones.
2: <laughs> the bones. No, <laughs> I mean, like, the Creation Museum is, like, the Earth is only 6,000 years old.
1: Yeah, but I think they just believe that people and dinosaurs lived together and died out 6,000 years ago or whatever. They've got, like, people riding dinosaurs and shit. They're like, yeah, dinosaurs were real, but... That's so stupid. I agree. Um,
2: but no, I didn't remember that Don Bluth was a Mormon. Mm-hmm. I just put this all together in my brain earlier. And I started watching that um, Mormon documentary that just came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that they interview was like, yeah, my friend got in trouble because he was watching something that had dinosaurs in it. Because oh. his family was so strict. Yeah. So it just seems strange that there's, like, there is very obviously evolution. Yeah. And a Jurassic period. Yeah. Sans humans.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is very much about, yeah, dinosaurs, because the, even the narrator explains before there were yes. apes and people and Circle Ks, there was <laughs> the dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> so interesting yeah Yeah.
2: bluth really wants to drive the point home on why he was determined to make us upset he says what we in the animation world are doing is presenting symbols that are reflective of real life if you show the dark moments then the triumphant moments have more power and if animators don't understand that i don't think they're animating what they're doing is drawing okay so show death or you're a coward he says (laughs) The man who also wrote a movie where the main character was literally a dead dog. Mm-hmm. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean he's he's right. You know the because we see Littlefoot so dejected and sad and doesn't even acknowledge this other dinosaur trying to give him food. Then when he is hungry, we're so excited for him because he's like he yeah. feels better. Yeah. But also, Wolf. Yes. Very. In my, wolf. <laughs> in my professional opinion, Wolf. So to deal with
2: that, yeah. They- with the mother dying sequence, which is what they keep calling it. Right. I wonder if they abbreviated it in the storyboard
1: room. The <laughs> MDS. The MDS.
2: <laughs> they actually brought in child psychologists and showed them the movie. And that is where that character of Ruder uh-huh. the old turtle man that explains the circle of life to Littlefoot. Yeah. He was added in because child psychologists were like, we have to soften the blow a little bit. Yeah, And explain death. Right. <laughs> using a
1: turtle dinosaur yeah and explain that even if things die it's not the end and that they'll live on in your memories and they'll always just yeah softens the blow absolutely yeah nice of him thank you Reuter.
2: yes even though that part made me cry
1: i know and it it makes me feel sad too that he's a little bit like hey little man it's gonna be okay yeah bye <laughs> yeah he, <laughs> he just, just wanders off. off it's like He's still a child alone in the world. Uh, nope, okay. Yep, I yep. imparted my wisdom, and then I have to go back to being the narrator, actually. Yes,
2: he is also voiced by the narrator. <laughs> um, so the the writer of the screenplay, Stu Krieger, mm-hmm. is the one who came up with the terms like Great Circle of Life, Long Neck, Tree Star, mm-hmm. and he's the one who named all the characters. That's cute. By his logic, since they're di- they are dinosaurs, but yeah. they're also children, right. so their language should be childlike and it is he is the one who changed so originally littlefoot's name was going to be thunderfoot yeah which i think was also a trademarked something else yeah yeah
1: or a rhinoceros or something yeah it was some other
2: trademark but he changed it to littlefoot Mm -hmm. he decided that the spelling of sarah's name would reflect her species
1: which i mean that's cute but also like it's a movie so we don't ever see it written down
2: yeah that's true but also and also does that just mean every triceratops Like, no other Triceratops family has thought of this. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Ooh.
1: Her dad doesn't even have a name. What? Her dad doesn't even need... It's just Daddy Tops. Oh, yeah. He's... (laughs) So... Daddy... I mean, he has a last name, I suppose. So her name is Sarah Tops. Duh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Originally, Petrie's name was going to be Terry the Pterodattle. But Krieger changed it to Petrie after some of his friends, who were also animators.
1: That's adorable. Petrie is so cute. Like, it's, it's such a, really, a good name. Yeah, it's a really cute name. Yeah, girl. Terry. No.
2: Terry yeah. Spike you was- go without Terry? Oh.
1: <laughs> not, not as good. Not, it doesn't hit you. No, it
2: doesn't. Spike's name, pretty obvious. Yep. And he says uh, Ducky was named that way before he even, like, joined the project. Yeah. So, Ducky's just always been Ducky. Yeah. Ducky is good. It feels appropriate. It does. They're good names. So, like we said- a lot of people, a lot of irons in the fire, mm-hmm. cooks in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but George Lucas was never around for it. He just kind of, like, funded the project and gave his advice <laughs> via proxy yeah, conference calls between Amblin Entertainment and Universal. Yeah, the Sullivan Bluth studio animated the film, but everything had to be approved at Amblin. Okay. So, <laughs> I found an article that had an actual, like, memo from lucas to the animation team Uh uh-huh and it's it's his opinion but it's the way that it's phrased is just kind of funny because his like secretary wrote it i guess okay so it's like george felt (laughs) (laughs) that after the opening panoramic sweep of prehistoric times we need to establish the dinosaur's environment in a drier more desolate look it should be clear that there is only a limited supply of food and every dinosaur young and old is hungry Therefore, their trek becomes a life or death necessity, rather than merely an instinctual drive. Which is a very good point. Yes. He's right. Yes. Don't know why in this memo, random words are capitalized.
1: (laughs) I don't know if he (laughs) thought he was talking to children. He's just shouting. And Um, she's like, okay. He said, drier and more desolate. So she's (laughs) like, capital drier. Got it.
2: And I thought this was interesting. Somebody that found this memo was like this is probably because george lucas had just been accused of ruining return of the jedi with so many cuddly ewoks so he was like you know what i know this is a kids movie but we're going dark
1: well it's gonna be sad i can go dark don't snuggle a goddamn thing we want nothing cuddly (laughs) about this movie everyone is hungry and it's sad it's a desert
2: so like we've alluded to a couple times the movie was supposed to be 14 minutes longer they Mm -hmm. ended up cutting out I think 10 already fully animated scenes. Yeah. Because the MPAA had no leniency between G and PG. Right. And Universal made clear that PG was not acceptable. Yeah. So the only way that they could get this released as a G rated film was to cut out a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. And this is where the contention between Bluth and Spielberg. Like, this was the last time they worked together because they couldn't agree on what needed to be taken out.
1: Right. Because like we said before, they were supposed to work together on All Dogs Go to Heaven. Right. But they just couldn't. At, not after this agree. movie.
2: I could not imagine... Spielberg was already upset about the darker scenes mm-hmm. in this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All and Dogs Dom Go Bluth's like, heaven. hey, when we're done with this, I want to make a movie about gambling where a dog is murdered.
2: Yeah. And kidnaps a kid. Yeah yeah see
1: (laughs) Spielberg was like get lost Don Bluth and he's like okay I will
2: bye Bluth is just constantly like he's the one who's like yeah this is rated g but it doesn't mean it's for kids (laughs) yeah I'm an animator I'm not a drawer (laughs) talking about life here life and death I gotta teach these fucking kids how to deal with the
1: world yeah I don't have to deal with them after that's your problem
2: one other thing that I thought was interesting there were over 600 background paintings made for the film that's crazy
1: i would love to own one
2: yeah there are there are a couple mentions of people having like some of the shit framed in their house yeah. i'm sure it's worth some fucking money the barren wastelands obviously due to george lucas being embarrassed about ewoks <laughs> and put all these artists to work
1: well and it makes sense too i mean if there's a lot of plants around what's the point of having this great journey right that have yeah to go on.
2: yeah we can just stay here and eat and we'll be fine fine where we are as one studio press release put it the artists had to create a believable environment in which there was almost no foliage whenever possible bluth's illustrators emphasized vibrant colors this kept their backdrops from looking too drab or monotonous despite it being desolate af
1: yeah are you sad well that rock is brightly colored so can't be that sad we got some sunlight look at these cute tiny little flying dinosaurs in
2: their berry they're all a different color that scene is so just don bluth being a like show off see how cute they are but in the background no leaves
1: no there's <laughs> one leaf it's on this berry <laughs> great thank you for that <laughs> now it's my turn uh, so i was just going to talk about you know the people who are in it but unfortunately that means we have to talk about judith barthey again
2: right and we we have talked about her we talked about her in all dogs go to heaven but in case you know, y'all haven't listened to it. Right. Or you just want to hear it again. Yep. Because... I mean, definitely
1: go listen to it. But yeah. And I mean, I know this is not a true crime podcast, but I, I would like to shame literally everyone that was involved in this situation. Yes. Because there were so many signs. So many. That things were bad. Yeah. Shame on everyone if you and I will name you personally. I out think loud, it's fair right that when
2: you find Don Bluth to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. For making you cry. Yeah. It should
1: also be a little bit for Judith Barsi. Yeah. I mean... There were people much closer to the situation who were supposed to do some... I'll just talk about it. Yeah. So Judith was born in Los Angeles on June 6th in 1978. Her parents were Joseph and Maria, who were both Hungarian immigrants. And her mother wanted her to be an actor from the moment that she was born. So just taught her her whole life how to walk, how to talk, how to to carry and present herself so that she would be more appealing to Hollywood. And she was also her like... She wasn't growing at the same rate as other people, mm-hmm. as like most kids. So she yeah. was a lot smaller, Aww. which was very cute. And she was like receiving injections at UCLA to help like encourage her growth. Yeah. But she's just like so small. Yeah. And so she was saying like even at 10 years old, she was getting cast as like seven and eight year old children because right. she was little. Yeah. But all that practice really paid off because she was this tiny little, they described her as pixie-ish, mm-hmm. this little five-year-old girl. And she was just ice skating. And there was a film crew there filming a commercial, and they saw her and just loved the way that she, like, carried herself, yeah. and they just, like, hired her on the spot. And so over the time of her life, she was she was active for, like, five years or so mm-hmm. in acting. She got started at five, and then... So she was in 72 commercials. She was in a bunch of movies and television, just, like, one episode here and there of things. She was in a made-for-TV movie called Fatal Vision, in which she plays a little girl who is murdered by her father. Shit. So I didn't know that. she plays in she's in jaws the revenge mm-hmm. and she was leaving la to go to the bahamas to film it and her dad pulled out a knife and told her if you decide not to come back i will cut your throat yeah joe worked as a plumber and one of his co-workers joe her dad yes said he must have told me 500 times that he was going to kill his wife and the co-worker said well if you kill her what's going to happen to your little one what's going to happen to judith and he said i'm gonna have to kill her too so fuck you peter kivlin you don't just brush that shit off. He would be like, oh, I would try to cool him down and be like, oh, well, I mean, if you do that, what's going to happen? If a man threatens over and over again that he's going to kill his family, you should maybe do something about it. Some yeah, time.
2: because we all say things like, oh, I'm going to kill blah, you know, and right. you know the difference. Yes. And I'm sure he saw right how he acted. Right.
1: Because Joseph man and was Maria not did not get along. They were always fighting. Joseph was like a terrible drunk and was like always trying to like fight people for making fun of his accent. He was super... Self-conscious about his accent, huh. so he's always trying to fight pe- people about that. Peter Kivlin, this guy, his coworker, was like, he would never go after anybody who didn't deserve it. Uh. But he's also explained that he would get drunk and think that someone was making fun of his accent and grab a two by four. Apparently, Joe would also say sometimes that he was going to kill Judith and himself so that Maria would have to stay alive and suffer because oh. her whole family was dead. And it's like he's unhinged, dude. Yeah. So he had, like, he got arrested three times over the course of their marriage for a DUI. And Maria was finally like, you have to stop drinking. And he did, but she never really forgave him. Yeah. And so he was constantly mad at her for the fact that he never got back into her good graces. Yeah. Because of that. And I mean, because of all that, like, Judith was suffering. And openly and outwardly, she, like we talked about before, completely broke down during her audition for All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yep. She's trying to sing this song, and she just, like, absolutely... They had
2: to bring somebody else in to sing it.
1: Yes. Because the song is about how she wishes she had parents, and she couldn't do it. (laughs) And she could not get through it. She was explaining to her friends that her dad would get mad and throw pots and pans at her, and once bloodied her nose by doing this, she told her relatives that she didn't want to go home because her dad was always mad and would say out loud that he wanted to kill her mom. Yeah, and he was beating her mom. It was mostly... uh, emotional and verbal abuse yeah she filed a police report at one point and they could she was like oh he chokes me and he you know like throws me around and they were like well, we don't see any physical we don't see any evidence on you of physical abuse yeah and she dropped the charges a month later yeah so most of the abuse it seems like was verbal and emotional but also i mean judith here is saying "Yeah, he's throwing shit around you yeah know? he hit me in the face with a hand yeah. that he threw at me she started pulling out all of her own eyelashes mm. and pulling the whiskers off of her cat because she was so upset yeah. and distressed. Um, after her breakdown during her audition, her agent was like, if we don't get this child to a psychologist, I quit, I'm done. Yeah. So she started seeing a psychologist, but that lady was like, well, I don't want to tell people what's going on. You know, it's patient, confidential right, whatever. yeah, yeah. And her agent was like, I'm going to Child Protective Services. This is ridiculous. Like, you have to tell me what she says. Yeah. You know. So the agent went to children's services, but Maria, Judith's mom, explained to them, well, I have a plan in place. I've started renting this apartment away from him. We're going to move there. I'm going to divorce him. So they said, oh, cool. She's got it under control. And then just like didn't bother. (sighs) Didn't bother following up. Yeah. yeah, Dropped the case. Yep. Because, oh, she had it. She's got it figured out. But what was really happening was Judith and Maria would stay at this apartment during the day, but then go home at night. Yeah. And just be at home. And... Some people think that part of the problem, and I'm not trying to victim blame here, but part of the problem is that Maria didn't want to leave this house uh. and these things that she had bought with Judith's money, like the money that had come in from Judith's career. She was like, oh, I've made this life for myself. Yeah. I don't want to leave that. And right. I'm sure she was also afraid to leave him You can him just too. rebuild. Also, yes, yeah. of course. So what ended up happening was that Joe shot Judith and Maria and then himself. And he just sucks a whole lot. And a bunch of other people who heard this story and knew it was going on and also just kind of went, well, it's, it's fine. It's, a, it's also their sucked. business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, LAPD detective Sandra Palmer, who investigated the deaths after they happened, hmm. said, how do we protect someone from threats? We can't, honestly. I could say I'm going to kill you. I have that right because we have a free society to say that. I don't have the right to carry it out. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. A child is in danger. Yeah, You know, it's one thing, again, like you said, you're in a bar fight, you're like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. If a grown-ass man says repeatedly how much he hates his wife and that he's going to kill her. And your child is... oh, for that reason, he's gonna have to kill her, too. Pulling out her eyelashes. Yeah, breaking down at the the mere thought of singing a song about how much she wishes she had a family. So this is not (sighs) just off-the-cuffs, you know, this is... There was very clearly a problem, and no one did anything about it. And then a child died, which is bullshit yeah and her yes and if you go visit her headstone it says yep 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 on it which is just heart destroying i can't handle that (laughs) uh anyway there are other people in this movie yeah there are so we can talk about that yeah let's talk Uh, about them yeah pat hingle plays the narrator and also reuter Mm -hmm. and if you saw a picture of him you'd be like oh yeah that guy yeah he plays commissioner gordon in all four of the like 19 90 Uh, batman movies Mm -hmm. littlefoot is voiced by gabriel damon who also voices nemo in little nemo adventures in slumberland i don't know if you've seen that but we will definitely do an episode about that
2: i forgot about it yeah is that the one where he's on a bed and it flies around Yeah.
1: yeah uh helen shaver voiced littlefoot's mom and she has acted in a ton of stuff but now mostly she directs episodes of tv shows oh including things like i mean really well-known popular shows like vikings westworld judging amy castle and law and order svu oh, nice. which is a pod cave fave well <laughs> it used to be
2: yeah until they ruined it
1: candace hudson who is usually billed as candy hudson which is adorable mm-hmm. voiced sarah and she actually came back for land before time two three and four. Oh, which most people were not in the sequels yeah they were just in the first one yeah Will Ryan voices Petrie, <laughs> and also the seahorse in The Little Mermaid, and Stewie in rock who's That's the pig with the flashlight. You, yeah. And then Spike is played by... Can you guess? I have no idea. Who could it be? Who could it be? It's Frank Welker. Of course it is. Frank Welker is the only one who is in almost every sequel. He's not in nine, but <laughs> he's in the rest of them. Yeah, speaking of sequels, how many are there? There are... 13 sequels, which makes for 14 Land Before Time movies That's so much. In total. Also 8 games, 2 sing-alongs, and a TV show. I saw
2: something somewhere that was like, for a minute they thought about making it into a Broadway play. Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs>
1: that's silly. Why? Yeah, and the, the working title for it was called The Land Before Time Began. Oh, it's too many so words. that's Yeah, they are just like, oh, I'm just gonna cut that off. <laughs> Did you have anything about about scenes that got cut out.
2: Um a lot of them were just the straight up battles. Okay. Like um the part where the sharp tooth bites Littlefoot's mom. Right. Was supposed to you were supposed to see it. It wasn't supposed to be like a cutaway shadow. Yeah. That fight was supposed to be longer. It was just a lot more
1: of the terrifying actual fights. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that those got cut out yeah. cuz I don't feel like it would add anything except for trauma. Yeah, really.
2: Yeah, there weren't any Scenes that really added to the story that got taken out, I don't think. I think it. I think the argument was probably because Don Bluth, well, A, they waited a really long time to take them out. Yeah. So it had already been animated. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there were also scenes that Don Bluth was like, no, as far as animation goes, this part is very impressive and I don't want to take it out. Yeah. You know, because he's
1: an it's animator. A, an animator. Right.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I can see that. But okay. it
2: is. I don't. Are there not rules about like what counts as a feature length film?
1: I'm sure there have to be because Cause, yeah, if you cut it down too much, then it's just not a it's just a short. I
2: mean, I guess, but because it, it is literally minus the credits, a sixty-minute movie.
1: Yeah, which I think might be the cutoff. It has to be. Yeah, that's interesting. It is said that Don Bluth has the full. I know I've, I've read version that. of this movie, and I read somewhere too that it's rumored to have been released the f- like the the whole uncut thing in other countries. Oh. So it might be out there somewhere. Because fuck those kids. Yeah, who cares? They're tough. I want to see it. <laughs> I do and I don't. I mean, it'd be interesting just to see. Yeah, just the anime. I mean, there were
2: fully animated scenes that got cut. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It did. It got moved around a little bit. So the what Don Bluth wanted to be the original ending was that they get separated. Littlefoot goes and finds the Great Valley on his own while the others... Yeah. He, like he goes off he finds it oh shit there it is but he realizes you know once he finds it okay the rest of the gang is going the wrong way they're yeah. never going to find it on their own so he has to go back and get them that's why that scene is confusing yes where
2: they're they go to the lava and tar pits exactly yeah
1: so he has he supposedly has already found it he goes back to find them saves them all
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then leads them to the valley yeah so before then so the way it's supposed to go is He's on his way to the valley. He tells his mom, "I can't find it. I can't do it. It's too hard." Yeah. He sees her shadow. He goes. He finds the valley. He says, "Oh, shit. I have to go back and find my friends." Yeah. He goes back to get them. He saves them. Then they see the sharp tooth.
2: Oh. And then they and do And then the he takes
1: them to the valley. Thing with the rock. Yes. So you can see it in the final film because in the scene where Littlefoot is telling his mother he'll never find the Great Valley because it's too hard, the rock that they pushed onto the sharp tooth is still there. Oh. Like you can see it hmm because it hasn't happened yet weird and then the scene where he looks over the great valley is him standing alone mm-hmm. because but right. then they just kind of fixed it where he just goes guys come here it is right. we found it yeah so that's so kind of interesting that, yeah so well, that's it there it is we made it <laughs> yep yeah that was rough it is rough we did it we did it it's it, it's very cute yeah
2: it's a good movie it is i think probably it contributed a lot to our generation i think yeah absolutely like we all remember it Mm -hmm. and you know it's rude
1: (laughs) (laughs) it is rude oh i did i did check with my mom yeah and i was not i didn't make it up my friend and i in the sixth grade did sing the song that diana ross sings at the end at the talent show
2: oh shit which is insane what did it it sound like
1: bad You're My, good at singing. I uh, was not in the sixth grade. Yeah, and this song is hard to sing. Yeah, it's sure not. Is. I mean, pfft, I ain't Diana Ross.
2: I read somewhere that it was a favorite karaoke.
1: Yeah, song in like in Japan other
2: countries. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It got used. The instrumental version of it got used for the intro to a different TV show. Oh, interesting. Which I think is interesting. But yeah, it was a huge, uh, huge. The it, fuck it's is a great that song. TV show about? It's really um, <laughs> it's it's really cute. It's very 80s, and it's really cute. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good song. I. Was not sure. Th- I was like, maybe I dreamed that up because mm-hmm. I have always been a very shy. Yeah. I was always a very performer. shy child. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to do that in the sixth grade would be insane. But do you think you're oh, you up doing there
2: it? like nervous and sweaty, but you like thought of Littlefoot's face and you were like, I can be brave for I can, Littlefoot. I can be brave.
1: I don't know. Yeah. My mom was like, there's probably video of you Oh no, doing it. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch that because I know it's not good. It was me and uh, this other girl, his name I will not say on the podcast, who went on to be, I don't know if she was, I think she was salutatorian of our graduating class, mm-hmm. and she is one of the quietest people I've ever met in my life. So I think was like if people had to people. pick, yeah, the the least likely candidates for singing a song in front of the whole gymnasium, no shit. it was the two of us, and we did it. You so. did great. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't there, but I know you did. So that's that on that. And I can't talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> so. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> well bucket on snake to the next in the meantime if you'd like to send us a message on instagram or tumblr
2: <laughs> okay you do sound like john or Lennon, Twitter. but you also sound like the vultures from
1: that's because they're based on the beatles i know <laughs>
2: but it yeah you've gone into that territory and I yeah it's
1: it. definitely like a characterized version of yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's the beatles as they are in the yellow submarine which are not yes. voiced by the actual beatles they're voiced by dudes trying to sound like the beatles so what are we gonna do today don't stop that again god i'm excited for that movie because i love those vultures so much
2: i used to say that all the time when i was a kid i would just run around (laughs) going don't stop that again start that again (laughs) (laughs) all right if you need to find us yep don't
1: (laughs) we will be crying
2: um but we are on instagram replay rewind podcast tumblr replay rewind podcast you can gmail us replay rewind podcast at gmail.com
1: yep we are on twitter replay rewind pod At Twitter? Well, it's just (laughs) at Replay Rewind Pod. BucketSteck does not know how Twitter works. I don't really know either. I have
2: never tweeted. We're
1: on there, but for what purpose, I have not yet decided. I Um, shall never
2: twat. More
1: importantly, (laughs) you can listen to us on Stitcher, Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and a couple other silly ones. Um, Yeah, just search for us. Just search. See see what pops up. If you don't see it, uh, message us and we'll see about getting on there. Just for you. In the meantime, stay fresh cheese bags and reduce reuse recycle replay and rewind I had to do more voices on the podcast. So I don't... You did, and it was great. It was
2: wonderful, and I loved it. Do it more. Okay. Every time Petri
1: talks. You go without Petri?
2: <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> How dare you make me laugh at the part that makes me cry.
0: Hold up.